No, that is any of your business, but... Nay, it's showtime. And leave me to my elections. Oh, the floor just cracked. I believe I might fall. Fuck it. The last, the last anime I saw that made my eyeballs fucking explode was Weathering With You. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was such a- I, I, I saw that in cinema. Where- I, I had I a cinema well. all to myself. I was fucking happy. Yeah, that was that was the last like because I look at fucking I think about weathering with you and your name, and I'm like, anime's anime's not dead. You still have like these incredible fucking animations being put out. Like there's some yeah, spark left it, of the it, golden it, age, it, and then fucking really- Disney puts out some shit that wins fucking an Oscar or some crap because it's fucking Disney. Yeah, but you know that's a popularity contest. I know it's a popularity contest, but unfortunately, to be upset, to be upset, the thing that's not popular didn't win the popularity contest. To me, it doesn't make so much sense. It's like these things don't need to win to get the recognition they deserve. They don't need to win the fucking popularity contest to get the recognition they deserve. Everyone knows who's seen uh, your name. Uh, knows your name is a fucking like great anime. Knows wearing with you, uh, great fucking looking animes. Mm-hmm. But these people don't create these things in hopes they win this popularity contest. These people create it because they love the art. Yeah, they love the, and, like and they it love shows in the their industry. Work. Yeah, it absolutely shows so, in their work. I mean, so the get- fact that they don't they don't win anything. I don't think means much to them. In fact, if they do win anything, it's like a, like, you know, strawberry on top of the amazing cake that they've made. It's like, that's fucking fantastic. But like, we do this because we're passionate for this industry. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame that they don't win the popularity contest because a lot of the fucking jobbers, that populate the fucking masses wouldn't know quality if it slapped them in the face. I don't know. People like Boss Baby. Yeah. And people, fucking anyone who likes people, Boss Baby does ironically, not fucking deserve an opinion on anything. <laughs> it, it, it's like, I said, like, Weathering With You is one of those movies that sticks with me longer than most other... No, it sticks with me longer than anything that the Western fucking productions put out yeah and uh, that's what they want yeah that's what that's I, what these, in- these industries want they want something that sticks with you that you call back to whenever you go what's what's anime masterpiece and you're like well it's like weathering of you akira uh neon genesis end of evangelion that's that sort of stuff yeah I, i'm gonna put out like some western masterpieces uh, ne- funnily enough a lot of the uh, a lot of the religious themed ones are, are fucking i think moses there was the one with Moses and the water animation of you Moses. You mean the Walt Disney's? No, one? I, I don't know for sure it's Walt Disney one, but there was definitely like an old animation one. I think it was like produced by Disney, but it wasn't made by Disney. I think they got like a, a different studio in to make that. But there was one where the, like Moses is parting the sea and the, uh, the fucking detail in the water as the seed passes like as the sea parts Dude, is fucking amazing. I think I know the exact scene you're talking about, and it was in an episode of Beyblades. No, where, it, no, it's not Beyblades. Where Moses parts the Red Sea with a Beyblade. Yeah, I, I, I understand. That's canon for, with the Beyblade canon. That's, that's real. Yeah, that's, that's actually real. That's Beyblade canon. Real. And where 
Yeah, in in Beyblade, Moses parred the sea with a Beyblade, and it makes sense. There's enough. There's enough force it is, in those Beyblades to part yeah. the Red Sea. Yeah, it was 1998, the Prince of Egypt, where Moses parts the that's sea. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. I had a an ex girlfriend who was like super obsessed with that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's really nice. That's really nice, but I, I couldn't get behind the music. Wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, but fucking but the animation, up, like fucking the flaming tornado. Holy shit. Like fucking, I, I, I watched this as a kid and I just, I fucking, as, 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 as we've said before, fucking children have no taste, but fuck man. I, I was living, so, we were living in the golden age and we didn't even realize it. And now that it's what, gone. What the anime industry does need to work on is it's naming conventions. Uh, because... Care to give any examples? Yeah, I've got oh, some examples. I've got it. I've got a quiz for you guys, okay. and it's 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 drum roll. It's gonna be real or not anime names. Oh, it's it's this kind of thing. Oh, it's this one. Yeah, like, right. What's a light novel title? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna read. Yeah, out how many some. of these are gonna I'm be gonna light, read based out. off light novels? <laughs> I'm go- no, these are all animes. Oh, these are all yeah, based off light novels. Yeah, these are all animated yeah, based I on mean, light like, novels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, based on light novels. But yeah. I'm going to I'm going to read out some. Um, I've actually had to asterisk the ones that are f- that are not true because <laughs> when they're all together, they they all seem they like mesh. fucking stupid bullshit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're so gonna play this game. We're going to play the game. Real or not? Anime titles. So first one. Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. That's real. That's real. False. That is real. That is real. Yep, I've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Second one. Video games are my life, but not when eating cat food. Shit. Uh, I'd say <laughs> yep. no. That one's not real. I'm going to say Alex it's real not just real? to play the devil's advocate. No, 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 no. Don't play devil's advocate. Just play what I, you I think is I honestly have no idea. Like, it sounds so ridiculous, but I know the most ridiculous ones can be true. So, so I'm just going to go real. All right. So it's false. That's fake. Okay. Yeah. I'm not even mad so. because, as I said, th- things, they can get so ridiculous that it's hard to... Like, sometimes yeah. truth yeah, is stranger yeah, than you fiction. You don't say. Yeah. All right. Next one. The uh, third one. Do you love your mum and her two-hit multi-target oh, attacks? That's real. That's real? Yeah, yep. that's real. Uh, number four, if you don't successfully pick up 420 girls, I'm going to die in a lot of different ways. True or false? False. I'm going to go false for that one as well. That is real. It's what? Really? That is real. I thought the 420 was definitely a fake. Nope. Uh, where's the uh, explanation for this one? I had it quickly with me. Despite having what is simultaneously the best and worst title in anime history, this anime is actually just a two-minute promotional video for a light novel. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, next one. My mum, mob boss, drug dealer, ace of spades. True or false? False. Real, real or fake? Fake. I am fake. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go fake as well. That uh, 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 It yeah, just seems like too much. Fake. It's fake. Like, even for uh, a freaking... sounded a bit, a <laughs> bit mechanical. Next one. Cat shit one. Is that I'm going to say real. real. That's it. Cat shit one. I'm that one's real. Fake. That is real. Okay. I'm losing this game, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, next one. For whatever reason, never ending, heart throbbing, pitter patter, paradox eternal. False. Fake. Fake. That one's fake. 
I'm going to go for real just because, like, the English doesn't seem to work properly. I feel like that might mean it's real. That one is real. Oh, <laughs> yes. God damn it. It, it uh, sounded like a kind of, <laughs> like, kind of confused translation is why I said real. The anime is called Yuri Yuri for whatever reason, never ending heart throbbing pitter patter paradox eternal. <laughs> Uh, next one. I didn't think I could live out of a pizza box, but then I did. False. That, <laughs> that fake. That's going to be fake. I'm going to hear a fake just because I can't Yes, that one's fake. Yep. And last one. Never date a girl who claims to be the Lord. That one's real. Yeah, I'm thinking real as well. It sounds like something that could be it. That is fake. Oh. <laughs> Now you got to give it to me. I came up with these ones. Oh, uh, you came up with the fake ones. <laughs> I came up with the fake ones. I sure as hell didn't come up with the fucking real ones. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm like, a- <laughs> but, they, yeah, they convinced they convinced me of a lot of them. The one, the one that I was surprised about was if I don't successfully pick up four twenty girls, I'm going to die in a lot of different ways. <laughs> that that sounded fake as shit. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. And then there was others like the story in which I was kidnapped by a young lady's school to be a sample of common people. Uh, but attack, punish a girl, got a, got a man. What? Uh, despite being a Christian, Mari Archie ends up being a deal with Buddha in order, making a deal with Buddha in order to save her kidnapped friend. She transforms into a magical girl uh, of sorts called But Attack, Punish a Girl, Got a Man. Uh, my mental choices are completely interfering my school romantic comedy Uh, this one's real I don't don't understand what it is but it's called I My Me Strawberry Eggs alright a guy who dresses up as a woman or the land a job at teaching because a local school flat out refuses to hire men and then there's like we all know that one Yeah, cat shit one is a gritty tale of an Iranian hostage crisis with anthropomorphic bunnies at the helm. What the fuck? So I, so I just looked up te- like ten like ridiculous isekai light novel titles, and one of the ones that came up is "Reborn as a Vending Machine." I now wander the dungeon. Yeah, I've heard of that one. What about my girlfriend is a faithful virgin bitch? Which is on Amazon Prime as we speak. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, I want to eat your pancreas. That's a that yep. that, that uh, I understand because there's context behind it. But the hero and the his title. elf bride open a pizza parlor in another world. Yeah, uh, what is there? And you thought there never is a girl online. I couldn't become a hero, so I reluctantly decided to get a job. <laughs> yep, man, girl, the legend of legendary heroes. Yeah, I've heard of that one. And then Kijo, but with three, six, eight <laughs> exclamation points. Oh, um, wow. Season eight of Kijo. <laughs> okay, I Kijo. actually, I almost want to read this one I just found. Another world zombie apocalypse is not my problem. <laughs> apparently, apparently it's an Izakai about a girl called Mizuha who hates school and dealing with things that with pretty much anything that annoys her when she's transported into another world with a into a world with an ongoing zombie apocalypse she becomes even more annoyed at her life this gets worse when the world looks to her to save the problem 
to save it. As it turns out, Mizuha can cure the zombie virus by simply touching a person. Wait, that's it? Yeah, that's the description of the anime. Just, just touch it. You just give someone a high five and then all will go a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a lot of effort. You know, I've got I've got to go outside. I've got to touch people. There's fucking social distancing going on, man. I don't want to get sick. God, could you imagine if, if like, you had that power for COVID? Like, you just, like, no mask, just go and t- touch everyone. I'm fucking, I still touch no one. I am the messiah. <laughs> and get paid for it, too. You reckon... You reckon you could, that could actually, like, work if you hit someone hard enough in the back that they start coughing? But, like, there you go. Now it's proof that it's working. <laughs> 20 bucks, it's like, it's like, they need to fucking work on it. Like, Yuri on ice, Yuri Politsky, GPF in Barcelona, EX. Welcome to the madness. Like, what the fuck? Welcome to the madness is right, Jesus Christ. What the fuck even is half that shit? Like, I, I kind of understand because sometimes it's difficult to cut, like, with the amount that's out there when you're making, like, light novels and stuff, sometimes you need to, like, sometimes you end up having to go for, like, literal descriptions in order to try and, like, differentiate set, yeah, the name. Yeah, set yourself apart. Well, yeah, like, God so, damn, man, don't put the blurb I, in the title. <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically what ends up happening. Yeah, that's the people. You, you got you got to sell them. You got to sell them in the title. It's no longer dependent on trailers or promotional material. It's in the title. And if they haven't sold you in the title, then you failed your job as a fucking anime title manager. Just saying. <laughs> if you're hired to create catchy titles, like I reincarnate into an Otomo game and the villainous with only destruction, fl- with only destruction flags, and I'm like, I'm not sold. <sighs> Then uh, something fucked up. Wait, hold hold on. I think I just I just tried to look up like light novels that have that like have really long titles that describe the like plot of it. Plot. And apparently mm-hmm. somebody rele- like somebody was wrote and released one back like near twenty sixteen, early like late twenty sixteen, early twenty seventeen, which the the like light novel was literally just a one hundred ninety six page long title. Like the whole book was the title. <laughs> that that is some high art right there. Oh, let's not forget Rape Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so are we gonna start talking about video games on this video game podcast? Yes. Alright. Um because I've gotta have I've got a lot to talk about, I'll go last. So uh Alex, what have you been doing your week? I have been playing uh, where the fuck's my Steam so I can check my games? I don't games. care. <laughs> Josh. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, play playing League. No, 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 I was joking, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I went along with it. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 came out. So I've been mm-hmm. slowly moving through that. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic had its uh, free update. So I tried that out for a bit. Uh, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 14. Uh, Endwalker drops next week. So um, nothing to talk about yet. Yeah, nothing to talk about yet. Uh, Warframe is having a gigantic Prime event where you can go and earn all previously vaulted Primes that were locked away because they're now, now all unlocked. Wouldn't that not create issues with the community? No, because Excalibur I, I Prime feel- is still locked. Yeah, but you still have like Primes that were like difficult to acquire, yes? I mean, whenever a Prime comes well, out, you can purchase it. 
the difficulty of the all primes are equally difficult to get because all primes consist of four parts one part is always rare one part is always uncommon and at least uh one part is always common and the fourth part either jumps between being uh, jumps between the three so that's always where the fourth part is so some are a little harder to get some are a little easier to get depending on where the fourth prime part lands but all primes have a common part an uncommon part and a rare part and you don't go for the prime itself you go for a relic that you can then use that contains the the prime part you want mm. so that's yeah, ultimately you need it. to get yeah you need to get the part and then you need to work to get that part. Yeah. It's, it's classic Warframe. You fucking, you got to do A, B and C. You can't just jump straight to the one you want. You got to fuck around a huge deal beforehand. You're like Warframe's a grind game. It, it's all about the grind mm. and how efficiently you can grind it. So yeah. So the event runs like every week. There's like cycling different primes until the last two weeks of the event where the first four weeks of the event are all on at the same time and the last four weeks of the event are all on at the same time so it goes for about 10 weeks so week one to four and then week five to eight so what's bringing this event out like what's uh, they, with the- well they've said the uh the new story update the new war is going to be really difficult and they want players to like really ha- feel like they've got a grasp on things so they're just bringing all the prime stuff back and saying you know you guys just go for your life get what you want because shit's going to go down. So make sure yeah, you're yeah. absolutely kitted out for it. So there's prepping everyone for it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. Uh, Honkai Impact 3rd. Tried that <laughs> I out. I forgot about that game. Yep. <laughs> uh, GSSB I got should what I be wanted up on, and that was it. Yeah. GSSB should be up on the channel. Uh, Age of Empires be, 4. But it isn't. Because <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot about it. But yes, Age yeah. of Empires 4, 4 is definitely up on the channel. Yes, that GSSB is definitely up on the channel. Go check it out. Also, yeah, we've got a, we, we got a YouTube channel, OzPlays. Uh, mm. Come check out our shit and like, you know, subscribe to it and stuff like that. Yeah. Just so you know, you guys love it. Because if you love our fucking nonsensical rambling here, you're going to love our fucking sen- like nonsensical rambling there. Yeah, there's gameplay with it as well. Yeah, yeah. So the rambling is sometimes focused on the game, but not necessarily. So, sometimes, but not really. Uh, Dead by Daylight. Jump back into that because the the new the the new survivor with the boon totems is fucking cracked, like absolutely fucking busted. When you don't get fucking tunneled. Yeah, Josh got tunneled. That was pretty sad. But yeah, no. So what? It, like sometimes hex totems spawn near a gate, so you and because all your allies can see the boon totem. And if you're communicating with your ally, you just like, oh, look, I set up a boon totem. Yeah, exit gates here, guys. It's 99. Just uh, start running over here. And you can just run over mm-hmm. there. Uh, one of the boon totems removes scratch marks so you can sprint around all you want inside the ra- uh, the area of the boon totem. The killer will never fucking find you. So yeah, dead by that. It's been fun. Uh, new killers coming out soon. Probably might give that a try. Maybe. I don't know. As soon as they fix Scary the cheetah problem. Because cheetahs are fucking rampant. Like, absolutely rampant. So, yeah. But doesn't fucking... Well, I was about to say, like, it's... Deborah Dello has a kernel-level anti-cheat. Yeah, but- it's easy anti-cheat, and we all know how we feel about that. Mm-hmm. It's shit. Shit. Absolutely shit. Right. Uh, yeah, I've been yeah. streaming uh, over at fucking Twitch. Uh, the Ruined King, a League of Legends story. 
the you want to you want to show your channel? Uh, I've got to change the channel name. So the sodium chloride salt six what uh, 32? 32, Yeah, <laughs> I'm changing. Is what you were going to say, wasn't it? <laughs> you were going to say sixty nine. Seam fitting. Sixty nine four twenty blaze it legit. Yeah, no. So it's Twitch TV. Uh, fucking lowercase x, uppercase x. Yeah, lowercase x, uppercase x. Twitch TV. Um, Oz plays salt is what it's going to be changed to as soon as Twitch lets me change my fucking name again. So yeah, it's going to be Oz plays salt. Uh, come check me out. Uh, until then, it is sodium chloride salt thirty two. Unfortunately, it's not going to be that fucking any longer. As soon as I can change my fucking name. <laughs> so it's going to be that. Uh, Halo Infinite is also something I've been playing a lot of. And I've train. been absolutely loving it. And yeah, occasionally you've jumped back into Sea of Thieves for a bit. And we'll see how that goes. But yeah. Fuck, you've been all over the shop, haven't you? Yeah, but no, fuck it. I'm loving Ruined King. That is easily my favorite game that I've played so far. Out of favorite game I mean, out of what? Favorite game out of the 15 recent games that I've played. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out of the oh, fair yeah. enough. Well, until Halo Infinite comes out, because I... I Holy shit! Like three four three has knocked it out of the park with Halo's multiplayer. Like I've heard from, a lot of good things yeah. about the uh, from the gameplay. Campaign. It's fucking amazing. Progression on the other hand the is channel? fucking horrendous. Do you want to do the campaign for the channel? I absolutely will. I'll I'll happily do Halo Infinite's campaign for the channel. Oh no! I'll take I'll take the reins of this one. You've you've done so much so far. Let me have one. No, you get Halo Five. <laughs> No. Yes. I get Halo 5 once, like, I fight someone lends me an Xbox and no one's going to do that. You just got to assert dominance. Just go into someone's house, kick open the door. I'm using your Xbox. The only person that I, like, had a chance of, like, borrowing their Xbox One was my sister and she gave that to her daughter and I think it's broken. Oh. Oh. Like, she didn't. Like, they don't care for it because they got, like, an Xbox One, a PS5, mm. and, like, Ava has a Switch. And as I said before here on the channel, fucking Ava is, like, an absolute gun at Splatoon 2. Yeah. Like, just fucking destroys and bodies fools on the Switch. So, she, I don't think they care that the Xbox is broken, but the Xbox just doesn't work. So, I can't get that one. That's about it. Yeah, there's no point in going out to buy a fucking Xbox. I'm not buying an Xbox just for Halo 5. Fuck that. No, nah, there's got to be... I can't even somewhere. turn it into like a... I can't even mod the Xbox, so I'm not bothering with it. Yeah, that's that's fair. But yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Halo Infinite because I've done the rest of the Halo franchise. I just refuse to touch 5. Yeah, that's understandable. I'll I even think, do, I'll I even do Halo worst- Wars 2 if it comes to Steam. I'll do Halo Wars 2 if it comes to Steam. I'm surprised it hasn't come to Steam. That's the one thing I don't understand is why Halo Wars is not on Steam. Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 1 is on Steam. Halo Wars 2 is not. Mm. And I don't understand why because I'm pretty sure it's the same studio. Maybe there's some licensing issues that going on or some shit like that. But Microsoft, I'm pretty sure Microsoft worked on, let's have a look. Um, Halo Wars 2. That was a Steam sale on the moment. You can buy all your fucking yeah. Stellaris. Xbox Game Studios. Uh, Creator Assembly 343. So why it's not on Steam? Uh, not on Steam. Maybe someone's got a fucking question. 
Within the Halo universe, it does not be so like Despite Microsoft's focus on bringing games to Windows 10 store titles to Steam, Halo will remain tethered to the Xbox service. Uh, yep, no one seems to know why Halo Wars 2 is not on Steam. There's petitions yeah. on change.org. Let's see how many fucking signatures you got. Oh, Seven and a half thousand signatures. Oh, shit. All right. I was going to say like 4,000 to highball it, but no, okay. <laughs> They almost, they've almost reached a goal of 10,000. Fucking, I'm signing up. Sign the petition. Um, why won't you? Why is it locked? I'm signing the petition because bring it to peace. I'm gonna, that's just fucking jitter jabbed there. It's not letting me sign it. I don't understand. You got to want it. You, you got to want it. it. You got to absolutely want it. Also, Endless Space 2 is two bu- uh, It's $10. Fucking two bucks, I wish. I yeah. already have it. Yeah, I already have it. But for the yes. people listening at home, they should definitely get it. And the space oh, too. Oh, that's why. <laughs> because free for free have apparently banned support. Ah. So well, that makes sense. They're putting shows how confident they are, but they're also working on Halo Five. So mm-hmm. I, I got the feeling they've got some time to spare after Halo Infinite. They're going to be busy porting Halo Five to the PC. Uh, yeah, hope, hopefully Halo Five, so you can play through it, and Halo Wars Two to Steam, so I I'm can, pretty, sh- I I'm pretty sure Free for Free knows that Halo Five is like a fucking money sink that they're just not bothering porting the PC because it's literally the only Halo game that's not on PC. You know what's literally a fucking- the only Halo game. Yeah. Wait, so is yeah. is this on sale? Yeah, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion is on sale. I'm pretty sure I own that too. I own a lot of games I don't know I own, but I do. Yeah, five friends already own this game and it's you. Yeah. Yeah, I own it too and you own it as well. Yeah, I wanted to play through it because there's a Halo mod uh, on the Steam Workshop. Is there? Yeah. There's no workshop for it. What are you on about? Oh, then it's not on fucking... But there is a Halo mod. I saw Remy, the superior Australian... YouTube channel playthrough, and I'm like, oh, "Fuck Damn, off! I'll, fuck I'll off! Play that you shit. shut, you shut your commie mouth." <laughs> We're superior. We just Rimmy haven't got the numbers. Ain't, we ain't got the numbers. <laughs> if Remy were to reach out and be like, "Hey, cunts, what are you up to?" We're like, I don't know. Fuck off, you loser, and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been your week. Yeah, it's pretty much been my week. All right, uh, Josh, how's your week been? Pretty good. I've been doing some of the usual stuff. Final Fantasy XIV, as Alex said, is the next expansion Walker's is coming out, so I've been doing some prep work for that, getting like classes up a bit higher and whatnot. Uh, I started Nuzlocke of Pokemon Y because I kind of wanted to play Pokemon, but I didn't feel like getting Shining Diamond or Brilliant Pearl, or was the other way around? No, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. There you go. BDSP. Yeah. Oh, so BDSP. close. Yeah, so, so close. close. Yeah. What, um, was it? What, what is what is Wait, hold up. BDSM meaning? Okay, well, uh, uh, I, I, bondage, sure. discipline, sadism, and Pikachu. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Um, BDSP. 
but yeah, uh, I've been playing League with some of the mates from work and sometimes by myself as well, just because I kind of felt like it and they had some stuff going on because of Arcane. Do you get any Arcane? Yeah, I was about to say, do you get any Arcane players? The new derogatory term <sighs> in fucking League of Legends. But apparently when one of the guys from work was playing by himself, he actually did call someone that. <laughs> of toxic, you fucking, he legitimately you fucking did. Arcane player, you, you fuck off, fuck you, arcane, you piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, so they had like an event going on over the last like couple weeks or whatever, where if you like play play free matches or win one match, you can get like a champ a champion permanent as well as the arcane skin for the four champions of Jace by Caitlyn and Jinx. And yeah. yeah, I saw the Jinx uh, arcane skin. That does not look that different. Just a little washed out, yeah. more washed out colors. Yeah, and it might be a little updated or something as well. But yeah, like none of them are too heavily different. I don't think. Like I think they're just. I think Jace is honestly the one that's changed the most. Um, but yeah, uh, and also like literally last night, and I've been doing it a bit again before we started this recording. I've been trying another run of Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous because it's had some updates. Mm. So hopefully, a bunch of the glitches and stuff have been bugged. So. Yeah. Okay. So that's been your week? Yeah, pretty much. All right. So I'm going to start off with... i got three things to talk about this week. One is going to be over in like a second. Start playing Neo again. Ooh. Fucking... Uh, I, I, I dropped... What happened was I was playing through the Spider Nest Castle. Yeah. And I'm like, Alex... Mm-hmm. You know a bit about Neo, don't you? Yeah, a fair bit. Cool. I want to go back to the the, the shrine, and I don't. I want. I want. I want a homeward bone, and you're like use this item, and I use that item, and it wasn't a homeward bone. And in fact, respawn not only all the enemies, but I lost everything. It basically kicked me out of the mission. I had to start from scratch again. And I went, fuck. All right. Um, no more of that. Just fucking. Nah, okay. I'm, I'm out. I'm out of Neo for a bit. You you asked for the Homeward Bone and there were three Homeward Bones and I didn't know which Homeward Bone you wanted. Why are they free? Well, there's the Homeward oh. Bone that kills you immediately and returns you to an in-game shrine. There's the homeward bone that exits the mission and you lose everything. And then there's the homeward bone. That's the dark sign. Yeah. And then there's the homeward bone that exits the mission and you keep everything. I don't, I didn't, I didn't want to ex- exit the mission. I just want to go back to a shrine. Yeah. And you didn't pick up that homeward bone yet. That's fucked. But anyway, I literally picked, like picked up a, oh, Josh, I'm hearing myself for your mic. <laughs> Are you? Yes. I don't know why that's happening. All right. Um, I hope it doesn't show up in recording, but we'll see. Um, and yeah, so I did the spider nest, and I, you know, it's pretty much just like picking up a bike. Like I beat the boss after the second try. I'm like, okay, I'll get back into Neo. Um, 
It, I'm glad to see that my bitch fit I had about the water level wasn't like it's it's just shared by every, everyone. Bitch fits about the fucking water level. That level, the fucking the wharf, I think it's called or whatever. Is, is that the, is the level where you fight the Uzi Yes, that boss fight not only blows chunks, but that entire level blows chunks. It fucking sucks. It's fucking horrible. It's bad. Like the level with like, oh, this floor's is going to collapse in for no fucking reason. Like what? What? Yeah. And then you had to set up like the uh, fires. And then once you use those fires in the boss fight, then that's it. You have to rely on your fucking regular thing. So yeah. So if you're playing a samurai build, then yeah, you have to set up those fires. If you're playing a fucking mage build, like I, I did my first run through. I didn't even set up those. I didn't know what the fuck those fires even did. I just fought the boss by enchanting my weapon manually and smacking the shit out of it. But yeah, that boss, like uh, the the thing that the boss has, like a like an insincere ability, which has like no real wind up. It, it just it sort has, of it has a it has a slow wind up by Neo standards, but Neo standards is like a slow wind up is one and a half seconds. So yeah, uh, so I'm getting back to the near, and yeah, uh, I've beat the. Uh, I don't. I'm not too sure how far I am in the game after beating the Spider Nest Castle. Um, You're not that far. All right, because you're still in like the first thirty percent. I was like, I want to have a look at my like my fucking uh, Steam to see how long we've been playing it for. Uh, that's fucking. Uh, how do I put it? It's a. Uh, it's not correct because I've picked up this game, played it for a bit, stopped it, restarted it, stopped it, restarted like so many times. I've got 18 hours in the game. <laughs> and, uh, with the skill yeah, of someone so, with 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, that's uh, Neo. Uh, the big game I want to talk about is Shimigami Tensei Five. Because that is a fucking good game. Uh, it's a great game that runs like absolute shit because it's on the Switch. <laughs> like, the the people who made Shimmy Guy 25, I think, had more faith in the Switch than, than, than there was to believe because there are massive open areas in this game your hair is running at like a different frame rate to like everything else. Like they put a lot of, they put a lot of technology in just to making the hair of your main character look good. And then everything else suffers because of it. And that is the price we pay. That's the the price price we we pay pay for good hair. For good hair. Uh, That game doesn't fuck around. Should we go Tensei games? Don't fuck around. But in terms of like, in terms of like, some of the design was poor. Uh, some of the design is like really good, and some designs poor. For example, Shimigami Tensei Four, um, its tutorial battle is a random encounter, so you can get a random encounter in Shimigami Tensei in Shimigami Tensei Four, where you just like rock up and it's like, oh, okay whatever your first random encounter is, we're just going to overlay the tutorial on top of that to which uh, I was critted and had to start from like restart the game because 
I did not get the option to save. Uh, oh. So in the first tutorial fight, I had I got critted. It killed me, and I had to watch the, all the intro cutscenes, set up the name, and all that sort of stuff again because the tutorial fight was not curated. It was literally just like, oh, you ran into this fucking rando, rando cunt. All right, I hope you live. <laughs> because if you don't have fun, uh, this game is more challenging. This game is challenging, not difficult, and which is like what I really like. Uh, the game requires, I don't think it requires a lot of grinding, but it does require you to uh, do a lot of side quests, talk to a lot of demons, get up your, your itinerary of Pokemon demons, and... Like, for example, like the game starts, you go to school, right? Everyone's just like, cool, we're in school. School finishes, you're in school for like a total of two to three minutes in game. And then you don't see another school for another 10 hours. Huh. And that's good. I, and I, uh, I, can, I can visibly hear and see that somehow uh, all the Persona fans are sweating. Oh, sweating no. right now. It's like, oh, shit. What do you mean school? I don't get to see school for another 10 hours uh, because this game is, and I get, I, I see this a lot, especially with the IGN review. Shimigo Tensei is not Persona. Those games are fundamentally different. They are both RPGs, but they are two vastly different games. Like, they dropped the Shimigami Tensei uh, name from Persona after Persona 3. So you got Shimigami Tensei Persona 1, Shimigami Tensei Persona 2, Shimigami Tensei Persona 3, and then you just got Persona 4 and Persona 5. Like, these games are not even in the same universe, they just share demons and angels and that sort of stuff. Two very different separate series. So when the IGN guys is going, man, I can't help but think Persona is better because I like what Persona did. And it's like comparing Final Fantasy with fucking Dragon Quest. It's like they're fundamentally two very different things. Same genre, uh, but well, Final Fantasy and uh, Drag Quest don't share the same enemies, but they're the same genre, but they're two very different things. And you go, oh, man, I love Final Fantasy's active uh, time battle thing. But so the why Dragon Quest isn't doing it, it just means it's not as good as Final Fantasy. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you? They're two different things. You can't compare, you got to compare apples with apples. So. Me being a big fan of Shimigami Tensei and Persona, um, I went into this with the kind of mindset of Persona. Of like, okay, and I got my shit pushed in relatively quick. The game's is like, no, stop it. You want to go to fucking school? You go play fucking Persona, you bitch. You fucking bitch. And then just continues to fuck my shit in. Like the very first boss... I, I struggled with because I I didn't respect it. I didn't respect the game. I went in there thinking I could just swing. No, 
you don't swing don't just swing you get your shit pushed in and then like once i got the idea of like all right i need to play this like i played shimigai tensei 4 which is like a lot of support abilities a lot of setting up and then you gotta it focuses around like you actually have to pay attention to what the enemies are and as much as i like this uh Apparently Atlas doesn't. And I say this as in their streaming restrictions. So I've been streaming uh Shimmy Guy Tensei 5 on my Twitch at Leviathan 0010. Uh apparently according to their streaming guidelines, you're not allowed to analyze the boss. The bosses. You're not allowed to analyze them. You cannot show their detailed analyze screen. You can't show their weaknesses. You could only just assume, <laughs> which I found was stupid. So I'm testing the hands of fate by streaming <laughs> Shimigami Tensei 5, but I highly doubt they're going to fucking see this guy pulling in like 10, 10, 5 viewers and be like, hey, the fuck, you didn't stop it, lawyers. They, they so, definitely will because you're an easy target and I'll make an example of you. Uh, yes, fucking Atlas comes after guy streaming in his spare time. Uh, that sounds like a hard drive article. <laughs> Atlas sues man who streams in his spare time. Um, but yeah, the game is great. Uh, the story is very drip fed over the longest periods. And then there's just a dump and a dump of information and then drip fed. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, you basically how the game starts and this is like the first if you don't want to get spoiled on the first hour then click away for the next couple minutes so first hour of the game you go to school and then you leave the school and then you go to uh, the train station to which there's a body there's a body in the train station and then the person you are walking with the train station with disappears so you go finding him and you fucking go to this tunnel. The tunnel collapses and you wake up in this other world. You wake up in this, it's like a, it's like an isekai almost. And it's destroyed Tokyo. So this game is, I would say, the closest thing to a direct sequel to Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne. But it's, I feel you don't need to play that game to understand most of the stuff it's just more like the events that happened in shimigami tensei nocturne uh, are referenced in here in at least in the first hour anyway and and then like and then you basically for that like remainder of that hour you're just exploring it's a massive open world area where you're just exploring throughout the entire map you're meeting demons you like all that sort of stuff negotiating and then uh like doing side quests and on the map there's these big ass purple or pink purple areas which show you there's a fucking boss here this is a boss area and it's kind of weird because there's actual bosses and then there are level bosses so actual bosses are story bosses and then there are level bosses which are essentially you beat to get extra abilities so uh, the game uses this system called Miracles in which uh, if you uh, find 
these little collectibles called Me Men around. They will give you a currency called Glory. Uh, Glory is a currency that you use to buy miracles with. Uh, there's other like like deposits of glory you can find as well, which give you like substantially more. But uh, glory is used to buy miracles. Miracles are essentially buffs your character or buffs to certain stats. So uh, what, like you can either go, I want to raise my affinity with ice abilities. So you spend like 50 glory to up your ice damage. Or you can uh, do passives, which is... Uh, like uh, if if you corner a demon, there's a chance that they'll beg for their lives. Uh, or if you have a demon, if you're fighting a demon and you have that demon in your party, there's a chance that they may heal you instead of fighting you. And then there are uh, statistical buffs in which uh, you can increase how many demons you can hold at you at once. Uh, you can increase the amount of XP demons get when you fuse them. Uh, that sort of stuff. So that's a new thing. Also, this game introduces like the best feature I've seen in any Shimigami Tensei game called the Reverse Compendium Fusion. So in Shimigami Tensei and in Personas as well, uh, you fuse demons together to create newer demons and you can like mix match demons and they can inherit abilities, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you could, uh, in like from for example, persona three, you could only fuse together demons that are in your party. They had to be directly in your party. Uh, same thing with like persona four, persona five, they have to be in your party. Whereas, the more demons you collect, you get this thing, which is basically a Pokedex for Shimagaya Tensei called the Compendium. Compendium is uh, how many demons you've collected, yada, yada, yada. The reverse Compendium fusion goes, all right, so we're going to look at all the demons in your party and then all the demons in your Compendium. And you can fuse any number of demons using any from your party or from your Compendium to draw a demon from the compendium out it costs money but this way you can go i've got a jack frost in my party and there's a uh, pyro frost in my compendium uh, i can just pay the compendium cost to get pyro jack out and then i can fuse them together so essentially it it like increases my fusion list my list of demons i could fuse just by having any demon in my compendium readily available as long as I have the money to take them out, which is a fantastic addition. And I'm surprised it took them this long to do it, seeming they've used the compendium for so fucking long. Um, and my most life thing about this game so far are the bosses. The bosses are fucking challenging. They make you work for it. Like, if you think you can go into a boss fight and just go, I'm going to attack or I'm just going to keep hitting its weakness over and over again, you're going to get fucked. Like, you need to plan for not only what, like, your party's buffs, but you also need to think about debuffing the enemy, inflicting statuses on the enemy, and then maintaining those statuses or those debuffs constantly. Because... Um, I can't remember if they did this in in Shimigami Tensei 4, um, but 
uh, most of the abilities is you can only lower, like, for example, there's a lower the defense, but you can only do it for three turns. So you need to have, like, on my team, I have a dedicated party member who's just, like, all the debuffs, all the buffs for me, and uh, they have one offensive ability just in case. An offensive ability that the rest of my party doesn't have. So each party is sort of like I lock or each party is like a key member for a lock. And it's like, okay, I need a support. I need physical damage. I need magical damage and I need like a debuff. Usually my character is the magical damage person per se, because they have my main character has pretty much all the status all the like it's got wind ice fire electricity and something else um so they cover most bases you still have light dark and then like almighty and shit like that but they cover my party pretty much covers almost every element type that needs as well as having all the debuffs and status ailments they need as well uh use status ailments on bosses uh they don't have like what's to start with they don't have a lot of chance of hitting but when they do it changes the fucking battle like i spent the longest time fighting some goddamn french werewolf uh because his physical attacks would just fuck me up something fiercely so i basically had two characters with a mirage type move move which is mirage is pretty much like a blind it blinds them it makes them not guaranteed miss but high chance of missing so i just basically as soon as you get mirage on like the fucking damage dealing motherfucking french werewolf uh it eases up a little bit it doesn't guarantee a miss but if an enemy misses uh they lose two turns in their turn order to which the shimigaro tensei turn order is very different to anything persona does persona is just like if you get like a weak hit, you get an extra turn. In Shimigai Tensei 4, each party member has one turn. If you get a hit, like a weak weakness hit on it, it adds an extra turn to the turn order to a maximum of eight that I know of. So if you have every party member hit a weak point, then every party member gets an extra turn. But like, for example, in Persona 3, if my character lands an ice attack and the enemy is weak to ice, it means I get an extra turn right after that. In Shimigaro Tensei 5, no, it gets passed to the next person and they get that extra turn. Uh, which is I, something I prefer more because it because having to get stuck on like, oh, I, I yeah, I've hit this enemy, but what else can I do? I can just hit them again. Where no, I can be using that to set up more debuffs, more buffs, etc., etc. So, uh, yeah, and about, I think, 15 to 20 hours in. Uh, and I still don't know what the fuck's going on. All I know is this fucking Lucifer came down, called God a bitch, and God disappeared. And that's that's all I know. All I know is, like, demons are uh, taking over. Well, demons are slowly, slowly coming into the real world. Uh, and without spoiling anything, God's a bitch. That's and that's 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 Shimigai Tensei in a, in a nutshell. Uh, 
God's a bitch and what was it? No, the devil's a pussy and here's my bitch. Is that the song? Let me find out. To tell the story. The devil is a pussy and he's my bitch. Or the devil's the devil is a loser and here's my bitch by Lordy. Okay, so Lordy does a song called The Devil's a Loser and He's My Bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's been a that's been my game week. <laughs> now on to the real deal. The main reason why I wanted to do this podcast. Oh boy. Uh yes. So spicy document. So spicy. I've watched the new Resident Evil film. My Welcome to Raccoon City. Would you say Welcome to Roadkill City? Raccoon City. Right, I heard Raccoon. Roadkill. Yeah, Yo, well, I, I was, I was Resident Evil, Welcome to-, to Raccoon City. Uh, I'm going to say this, the non-spoiler review, going, uh, it's so bad I took notes. <laughs> Uh, and now we're going into the spoiler. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the Stop new here. Resident Evil film, um, I'd say don't waste your money. Uh, the first half is uh, hilariously bad and the second half is just boring. Um, so yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled on the Resident Evil film, fucking click away until you stop hearing me talk about Resident Evil because oh boy I mean we don't know why you'd want uh, I'll be to honest, watch the Resident Evil movie I haven't movie, seen it yet but, but I assume it's basically know. just the plot I, of the first two movies but movie no critic as that. is and me being a big fan of the Resident <laughs> Evil series um, talks about the Resident Evil film Welcome, Welcome to Raccoon City uh, was going well up until they released a trailer and that's when I went, oh shit, this looks horrible. This looks hey, god yeah, awful. Yeah, the yeah, CGI yeah. dog looks god awful. Uh, not working. The actor choices, I don't understand. And this is like. And then there was the music. Like the music in the trailer is fucking. I, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four non-blondes, what's going on for the trailer of <laughs> Resident Evil made no fucking sense. None whatsoever. Um, and maybe some of you out there going, but Chris, you're an Australian. The film doesn't come out to December 9th. How'd you watch it? Well, I emulated it. We'll put it that. We'll leave it at that. I emulated the film. Um, holy shit, this movie. This movie is fucking bad like it's uh, it's not as bad as uh, every Anderson film after the first one but it is bad in its own right so let's get started to the story so first of all the movie goes hey Chris and Claire were raised in the Raccoon City Orphanage Um, yeah, no, this is, uh, so Chris and Claire are orphans. 
Chris and Claire are orphans. Their parents died uh, in a crash when they were young. Is this just in the movie or in the games as well? In the game, right, in the games, uh, Chris, Chris and Claire are orphans. Okay. Uh, their parents die in a crash, and uh, it is inferred that Chris basically raised Claire by himself. Um, although it's not specifically stated, but Chris did raise Claire to some degree in which he trained her in most of what she knew. Um, in the movie, uh, Chris and Claire are orphans, uh, but they are in the Raccoon City Orphanage. Uh, also in the Raccoon City Orphanage is Lisa Trevor. Now... To all those who don't know who Lisa Trevor is, Lisa Trevor is like I want to f- I can't remember her dad's name. Uh, Lisa Trevor parents because George Trevor. George Trevor is the architect, the guy who basically built the Spencer Mansion in the Arkley Mountains, uh, and then Spence. And this is in the games, and then Spencer's is like cool. Now it's me and you are the only ones that know all the shit about the mansion. I'm going to have you killed and gets George Trevor basically trapped into like a area of the uh, mansion and starved to death. Uh, his wife and his daughter, his daughter being Lisa Trevor, were heavily experimented on by... Uh, the Umbrella Corporation heavily experimented, and it's, that's essentially how we got the Nemesis. The I think it's the Alpha E Parasite, which is the Nemesis, uh, the parasite that's a Nemesis. I've looked her up uh, as Le- well. Is Le- hmm? if I remember correctly, Lisa's the like mon- like the monstrous like hag like woman you encounter like that's in the back, like the in, forest in the Resident Evil remake. Yes, so in Resident Evil remake is when you encounter Lisa Trevor. She was purely made for the remake. She wasn't in the original. Oh. Uh, but she's a good remake. Like, it's a great addition. It is also a very tragic story. Uh, in the movie, Lisa Trevor just lives in this orphanage, but is also being experimented on at the same time. So, like, people can just go in and say hi to Lisa Trevor but she's also being experimented on by the Umbrella Corporation at the same time, which is doesn't make sense. But they need Lisa Trevor to be in this orphanage for a point I'll get into later. Um, also, for some reason, like all the kids are wearing like you know you know those uh medical bands that they give you when you when you get admitted to hospital that has your name and your shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. All the orphans have them. And oh. none of them decide to question why why any of that sort of stuff happens. Like you're in an orphanage, you're not in a medical facility. You you're literally just an orphanage. Uh, that's been run by William Birkin. Mind you. Orphanage has been ran by William Birkin for some reason. Uh, we then cut to Claire Redfield being uh, because yeah, Claire and Chris are in the orphanage and this is when they were younger and it cuts to Claire waking up from a bad dream in the truck. Um, so basically they're trying to recreate the Resident Evil 2 uh, remake intro with the trucker and the burger and all that sort of stuff. 
and then they hit the zombie. Like it's basically the intro to the remake of Resident Evil Two. Um, but Claire is in the passenger seat. Now they need to find a way of getting the truck infected. So instead of having a zombie bite the trucker because Claire has to get into Raccoon City because she's with the because she was a trucker, uh, they have the trucker have a dog that go the first thing it does when the fucking trucker goes out after hitting the the zombie in the middle of the road uh the zombie just eats the blood the the, the zombie the dog oh, just the goes dog, up like, there. licks up the, the zombie's blood just licks up the zombie's blood i'm like fucking what what and it's also pissing down rain so this dog was able to sniff out the blood and then its first reaction is to drink it off the road and i'm just like what but they need the but they need to get the trucker infected somehow because they need that scene. They need the trucker being infected, flipping the truck over scene. They need it. Um, and then so the trucker is basically delivering all the expedition it can. It's like oh fucking you, you know. So you say your brother's Chris Redfield, who's a cop, and you used to live in. Rec- basically, he's trying to deliver exposition, but he sucks at it. Um, and then cuts to. Uh, the stars alpha team in a cafe, but not dressed up. And Wesker's like a jokester. Like Leon Kennedy is like passed out at, at this diner and Wesker's trying to balance like a fucking sauce bottle on his head while he's asleep. And he's like a frat boy for some reason. What? Like Wesker. Yeah. Wesker's like a frat boy. And I, I don't know why. And Jill's just a bitch. And then... So, basically... I oh know. I fucking... Wes, the, the, what they did with Wesker, I don't understand. Wesker's like... Like the leader of the Stars team. I'm pretty sure it's the Bravo. Like, who's Bravo team again? It's been a while. Stars Bravo. Uh, Yeah, Bravo team's a shit team. Um, So, yeah, the alpha team. So, he's... Wesker in the game is, like, the, the lead alpha team guy. But in this movie, he's just this, like... Oh, I want to make a bet that you can make a bet with Jill that you can shoot like this sauce bottle off this rookie cop's head, uh, like with a fucking fake gun. Uh, and Jill pulls out a real gun for a second because ha ha. And then they and then they make Jill like Wesker's eating a sandwich, and then Jill takes the sandwich, and Jill's like, "It's Jill's sandwich now." And oh, like, oh my god! Is oh that my how god! They Shit! To tie in that joke. That's how they decided to do that one. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, so, yeah, Wesker's a fucking... And then, like, Leon wakes up because uh, he's hungover. And, like, the cops are like, oh, my God, are you Leon S. Kennedy, the kid who shot his 
shot like another cop in rookie training arts or stuff. People are just ripping on Leon this entire film, top to bottom. Leon is the most useless piece of shit in this entire film, except for one point in the fucking movie in which it's like a how can you fuck it up? Like you're given like this thing in which like it's pretty impossible to fuck up, but everyone's like Leon is like the butt of everyone's joke in this film. And it frustrates me because in the game, like, yeah, Leon's a rookie cop, but he fucking makes work of every zombie he sees. He fucking takes down William Birkin and all that sort of shit. And in the movie, they treats him like he he picks up a shotgun and he's like, how does this even work? Like he couldn't even cock a shotgun. And it gets to the point where it's like Claire has to take the gun from him. He's like, no, I'll take that. So – uh, a CGI crow hits the diner and everyone's like, what the fuck's that? The CGI in this film is fucking terrible. So that's how you know it, it is. It I is don't horrible. think they can get a real crow and throw it at a fucking no, window. I don't think like, they're allowed to. They're, they're like props and shit. And like the CGI is like bordering the CG movies level of bad. Like you expect I it. The you CG expect movies it to be fun. What are like the CG movies? The dogs look CG because it's in a CG movie. Oh yeah. Now just imagine taking that dog out and putting it into a real film. Oh god, that looks horrible. Is it, yeah, this is what they did. So yeah, um, and in this film, in this film, uh, Umbrella is the one who raised Chris. Umbrella raised Chris, and Umbrella put Chris into stars. Umbrella is responsible for all that. Now. The difference between this game and the original Resident Evil is that Umbrella has left Raccoon City. They have moved out uh, ever since uh, Oswald Spencer died. He died and Umbrella left the city. Um, To which, like, Claire goes back to Raccoon City to meet up with her brother because some dude in a chat room sent her a videotape of him going, man, Umbrella poisoned the water in a uh, raccoon city. I fear for my safety. And that's it. <laughs> she has a VHS of some dude going, yeah, Umbrella poisoned the water and I fear for my safety. And really? so she breaks into her brother's home to which like she uses a knife to break in, like to pry the lock. And Chris is like, how did you break in? That's a really good lock. Like you need to. And she's like, she doesn't even tell him that she like Jimmy did open. She just went, oh, I'm fucking good. Yada, yada. Chris hates Claire. Chris like thinks Claire betrayed him um, oh. because of the top. Yeah. Chris is like, get the fuck out. Like you ran away you left us, leave. And she's like, no, but this videotape of Ben, the reporter, says he's fearing for his safety because Umbrella poisoned the water with something. And it's like, the fuck is this? Fuck it, I'm going to work. And that's it. That's literally an engagement. So, like, Claire's in Chris's house. And literally the next-door neighbor kid is just staring at Claire. He's like... Molting hair cray like crazy. And then the mother comes over. She's also molting hair like crazy and looking kind of worse for wear. So it's implied that 
the T virus is in the water. The, or some remnants of the virus is in the water and it's changing the population because we get scenes later on where like all these people just start rocking up to the police station. Like they're meant to be zombies, but like they're at the gate, try like yelling and trying to get in the gate to the RPD, but they're not zombies at the moment. They're literally like halfway so it doesn't make sense that they're all clamoring at the gate and then like screaming through the gate. Not like coherent stuff. They're just going, ah, yeah. While like they visibly take a chunk of their hair out and they're like, oh my God, what's happening to me? And then proceed to yell at the gate. So it's implied that Umbrella, have, have something's leaked into the water, like maybe the T-virus. Um so it doesn't make sense that the fact that William Birkin is still living in Raccoon City. Like William Birkin, his wife and his daughter Sherry are still living in Raccoon City. Which makes no sense because why would he be in Raccoon City when Umbrella has left and he would know if the water is contaminated? Like, you'd think that, oh, my company has left, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then, so I would have thought, like, why the fuck is he still in Raccoon City? Does he know, like, what the fuck happened? Like, if why Umbrella left? Uh, apparently, it doesn't fucking matter. So, like, the fact, like, literally, like, Claire turns on a water tap and stares at the water, inspecting if it's infected or not. And I just lost what? my shit. Like, she turns on a tap, bends over, and stares at the running faucet. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh. like, like, it's like, oh, no, I can't trust the water. No, I can't do it. It wouldn't, Chris, like, wouldn't not only the stars members be infected if it's in the water? Like, mm. Chris, they, they, it shows that, like, Chris has been drinking water. He has water in his firmus. And so wouldn't, like, the people here be infected? As well as, like, wouldn't Chief Irons know that the water is infected? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, and then we get to, like, the fucking stupid-ass scene where uh, William Birkin gets a call. And he's like, we need to leave now. And his wife is like, but why? Air sirens start playing. Like, air sirens all throughout Raccoon City start hitting. And he's like, we need to leave now. And she's like, but why, William? Why do we need to leave? It's like, can you not fucking hear the issue outside? So, uh, air sirens are going off. Chris has rocked up to the RPD. Leon has rocked up to the RPD. Uh, uh, Wesker, Jill... Um, fuck, I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, it's fucking escaping me. Uh, Chickenheart, Brad Chickenheart Vickers. Brad Vickers is there. Uh, and they're like, like, they're all like having jokes between each other while air sirens are blazing in the background. And I'm just like, okay. And they're like, oh man, fucking didn't, why are you here, Brad Vickers? Didn't they take away their helicopter with the budget? Ha ha ha. And air sirens are blasting. Like, there's a problem. 
and they're, they're just fucking they're laughing air sirens are blasting and they're laughing there is there and is then, an active emergency and yeah and they're and they're cracking jokes and they're cracking jokes <laughs> as if it's not going on outside and then fucking chief irons walks in and like Everyone's just like, ha, 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 hey, Chief, what's all this about? And the reaction, holy shit, the reaction was like Chief Isaac goes, well, if you shut the fuck up and listen, maybe you'll find out. Like in this like like derogatory making fun of like you guys need to shut the fuck up while I'm talking, even though he wasn't talking. He's like, hmm. if you shut the fuck up and listen, then maybe you'll find out. To which he's... Next words that come out of his mouth was, and I shit you not, honestly, I don't know. So Phenomenal like, if writing. You, if you just shut the fuck up, listen, you'll find out. Honestly, I don't know. I'm like, what the f- I don't- I, I'm like, fucking someone needs to be fired. Because they're trying to make the chief look like an asshole. They're doing it in the most stupid fucking way. And like it gets to a point this where guy doesn't look like little, an asshole he's just an idiot where Wesker gets a page like a pager he gets a thing saying uh, check your locker or something like that and she finds is like what's going on there are you getting a are you getting a message from your girlfriend and he goes on like a two minute fucking like ramble about like Things he could do, like things Wesker should do with his newly acquired girlfriend that will impress her. And then it's just like, but you're not going to do that because I need you to fucking figure out this. Like, there's literally like a two-minute ramble going, maybe you can take it back to your house and you can have some ro- a fucking Shiraz wine with this or maybe you could take... And then it's just like, after all that rambling, he goes, but fuck up. Do this! I'm like, what the fuck? You just wasted two minutes of my time with this bullshit. So basically, they're trying to make the Chief Irons look like an asshole by doing it in the worst way they can and by making him be an asshole for no reason and it makes it look hilariously bad. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, fucking... So Chief Irons sucks. Not like, as in like, he's a bad person. Like, no, his character, the character in this film sucks. It's boring as shit. Um, and, then it, and then it cuts back. So after he's like, Spencer Mansion, Bravo team hasn't reported back in. I need you to take a helicopter to the Spencer Mansion and find out. Because as we all know, the Spencer Mansion is in the Arkley Mountains. It's surrounded by forest. That's how Bravo team got there. That's how Alpha team's getting there. Um, so before we see what happens to Alpha team, it cuts back to Claire in the uh, as a young child in the Raccoon City orphanage. And like three armed guards and the nurse rock up with William Birkin and they're like grabbing Claire by the arms, and Claire's like, "What's going on?" And like, like and Willie Burger's like, "Oh, you've been adopted." It's like two o'clock in the morning. Uh, three armed guards and the nurse, and she's like, rightfully panicking, going, "What the fuck's going on?" And he goes, "Oh no, you've been adopted." 
the people are just out here waiting for you. And like, she's, her whole demeanor changes. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. What about my brother? He goes, oh, don't worry. He's getting adopted too, but later we would never split you guys up. And then literally like these armed guards are like escorting Claire through the building. And I'm like, at what point is it like you're not panicking? Like it just doesn't make sense. Uh, and what else is there? Uh, yeah. So Leon is at the front desk uh, of the RPD. The RPD, RPD doors like open straight towards straight to the gates, and then the gates lead like straight up a hill on a road. And from the very top of the hill, you see the trucker who's now been bitten by his dog, uh, infected, driving towards the RPD. And then he crashes and it flips outside the RPD and explodes. So Leon's asleep the entire time. Like Leon is, he's got headphones on, but these are like, not like over ear headphones. These are like the nineties headphones. So he's listening to a song as apparently so loud. He can't hear the explosion, but it's not loud enough that he can't sleep. So the, the truck explodes at the front and the zombie, the, the, the driver literally struts in. Like the zombie, he's on fire, head to toe, and he's walking as if nothing's happened. Like it just looks bad. Like he's completely engulfed in flames and he's walking with a strut, like a, oh, I'm going to ask this nice chap what happened. And then Chief Iron domes him out of nowhere and then Leon finally wakes up. He's like, oh shit, what happened? And he's like, I, I, and it's like, I'm leaving, you should leave too. So Leon is useless. Leon's fucking useless in this film. Um, and then we go back to Bravo team, or we'll go back to Alpha team. Turns out Bravo team got to the Arkley Mountains in a Jeep. There are no roads. There's just a Jeep that's been flipped over. Like, yeah, yeah, it's called an all-terrain vehicle for a reason. All so terrain. It's, it's yeah, but it's in a forest. Yeah, forest is a terrain. All terrain. Yeah, but there are physical trees in the way. <laughs> all terrain. There's literally there's literally this empty patch of like area where the the fucking the truck has been flipped, and then it's just trees. Yeah. All so I don't terrain. know how the fucking. I don't know. It doesn't say how they got flipped. Uh, doesn't say how they got there, but they barely had enough room to land the helicopter. And then they go to the mansion. They see the Spencer mansion and they walk in and fucking, they don't take this time, this, this fucking moment for Wesker to go, what a mansion. Literally, they all enter the mansion and no one says a thing. It would have been perfect for, for Wesker to go, what a mansion. But no, they don't do that. I, I, I don't understand why, because they literally just walked in the mansion and it was just silence. I'm like, it would be perfect to put that fucking there. Uh, uh, and basically, they going through the mansion and stuff. Jill's actor, 
I don't know where I got the feeling this is just her dealing with the material she's got, but she's bad in this film. Like, uh, essentially, Wesker. Well, what before Wesker left the police station, he, the PDA or the pager said, "Check your locker." Inside the locker was a PDA to the schematics of the Spencer Mansion and a note saying, "Raccoon City will be destroyed at six a.m." Makes sense because fucking Raccoon City's fucked. But don't understand how people got it. Like Raccoon City's getting nuked, but there's no like in the games, Raccoon City was corded off. Like the military has blocked every entrance to Raccoon City, except for one, which Leon and Claire get in. Um but it's known that Raccoon City is fucked and that it's going to get nuked. Uh, in this, it's just like, by the way, Raccoon City is getting nuked in like eight hours. And there's no military. There's no nothing. There's none of that. It's just, oh, by the way, it's getting nuked. Uh, and Jill finds that out. Doesn't find it out from Wesker, but Wesker's like, oh, um, yeah, I'm kind of working for some company. I need the cash. Like that's his motivation. Like he's not working with Umbrella. He or it's either he's working for Umbrella, but it's not clear. Because I thought it was William William Birkin that sent the pager and sent gave the PDF. The PDF, the uh PDA. No. Uh Wesker's there to take the G virus from William Birkin. So William Birkin and Wesker are going to the same location, which is essentially there is a secret passage in the Spencer Mansion, which goes to a uh, laboratory. And then William Birkin is going to that same laboratory because uh, he knows there's a scorch earth policy and he doesn't want his life work ruined. Uh, So like, I don't know who's i think it's umbrella that hired wesker wesker's just like man i like i they they paid me cash i wanted to get out of this small town who who would say no to a lot of cash like that's that's literally the extent of his involvement with umbrella is that they're paying me like in the game uh before the law got wickedy whacked uh Wesker was a scientist for Umbrella and was put in his position on the stars by Umbrella. In this, no, he's just, he literally got where he was in stars by being in stars and Umbrella's just like, hey, uh, we'll we'll pay you if you keep some shit on the down low. And that was it. So it's just like, that's his motivation is I need cash. Uh, And then it cuts to uh, so basically, Leon, Claire, and Chief Irons are in the RPD. And this is when we get the scene where Leon's like juggling with a fucking shotgun, not knowing how it works. And it's stupid because you, you, you're a rookie. You're not a fucking idiot. Like, if you were to be trained in this sort of stuff, you would know how a shotgun works. Apparently, he didn't. Like, he's literally the butt of all these jokes. It's like, how does this work? And Claire's just like, literally pumps it for him. He goes, here you go, little baby bitch. 
And he's like, thank you, Claire. Like, you know that picture of the fur- the fucking wealthy fairies and art and uh, art people? And it's just like, <laughs> I owe you my entire life. It's like suspiciously wealthy wealthy fairies, like paying for yeah, fairy for commissions. Art, yeah. yeah. It's like that, but with like the shotgun. And like Claire's like the one hand in his shotgun and goes, here you fucking go. And Leo's like, I owe you my life. And like Essentially, the RPD gets overrun. They kill, like, two zombies, three zombies, and then they leave. Like, for a movie about zombies, not a lot of zombie killing goes on. Like, at all. So, essentially, they... uh, uh, Chief Irons is like, we need to go to the Spencer Mansion. So, how do we get to the Spencer Mansion without a helicopter? Uh, I don't know. There's a fucking secret passage in the Raccoon City Orphanage that will take us right there. What? What? So, uh, so well, that's convenient. Well, this is like in the remake. The remake is the where the orphanage came from. Same thing happened there, except the difference between this and the, re- uh, the this movie and the remake is that in the remake, the orphanage was a fully functional orphanage. In the movie, the orphanage was abandoned when Umbrella left. That orphanage has been um, has been unattended for like ten years, or five years, or some shit like that. It's been unattended for the longest time. Yet it contains a passageway to their secret underground base that no one has decided to do anything about. Apparently, <laughs> which I'm like, what? Wait, so the orphanage is abandoned? Yet there's still like a fully functional, yet unoccupied underground research development area, to which some teenagers could have just like anyone could go in there and be like, "What's all this umbrella shit for?" Yeah, like like, you see, like in movies and stuff all the time, teenagers going, "Hey, I dare you to go into that creepy place that like that uh, creepy abandoned." it's it's not even just teenagers. Fucking photographers love going into abandoned shit to take photos yeah, yeah. of the they shit. They love exploring that shit. Yeah, and literally, like the only thing that's stopping anyone from getting into this underground base is Lisa Trevor is still in this orphanage with the key. Now, this is not like a complex key. This is just like a regular-ass old rickety key that you can put into the fucking... the the key lock and unlock it. So, Lisa Trevor has been living in this orphanage forever. She hasn't left. Right. So, and she's wearing some dude's face. Like, she's, she's got the iconic look from the original game, which makes no fucking sense because in the game, Lisa is literally wearing the face of her mother because her mother was the only thing that got her through these experiments, these tortures until her mother died. And then Lisa Trevor basically went fucking like on top of like the experiments and the torture. She basically carved off her mother's face and put it on her and had this fascination obsession with her mother ever since in the movie. She's just wearing some person's face. Oh, right. So they, so Leon, Claire and chief irons walk into the walk into an orphanage. 
What? That's that the best start like of a bad joke. sounds like the start of a bad joke. And uh, Chief Irons just gets killed by a liquor out of nowhere. Liquor comes out of nowhere. Ah. Why wow. there is a liquor in the orphanage? Yeah. The- I don't know. I really sense. don't know. I don't know why the liquor is in the orphanage or how it got there, but th- it doesn't make sense because the town is still a functioning town. Like literally up until about 10 hours ago, like the town was still doing town things. And there is just a bioorganic weapon just Hanging out in the orphanage. Now, this liquor hasn't been there, like, hanging around for a while because we also find out that Lisa Trevor is also in this orphanage. So this liquor kills Chief Irons and then... Uh, Leon and Claire are like, oh shit, we gotta run. And as soon as they start running, Leon just trips over nothing and is like scurrying on the ground like a little bitch. And Claire's just pumping shots into the liquor that's about to eat Leon. These shotgun shots aren't doing anything. But then the hero of the day, Lisa Trevor, Gets into hand-to-hand combat with a liquor. So Lisa Trevor comes out of nowhere and fights the liquor in hand-to-hand combat. Mind you, she still has her wooden shackle, like her wooden like hand shackles on. So she's like using that to fight the liquor. And she wins in a matter of seconds. Like the liquor stood no chance. But so to me, that goes the liquor wouldn't have been there to begin with. Or the liquor would not have been there for a, a, a period of time because Lisa would have found it and killed it. Or the liquor would have found her and killed her. So the, how the liquor got there means he would have had to immediately arrive. Or arrived very relatively soon. But why the liquor is there makes no fucking sense. It's just like, we need the liquor. We need the liquor in this movie because our liquor is iconic. It also looks like shit. It looks like absolute garbage. And then, like, so after Lisa Trevor beats the liquor, like, she's like, Claire... And Claire's just like, ah, oh, yes, I remember you, Lisa Trevor. And then Lisa Trevor just helps them. She's wearing the face of some dude. And, like, Leon and Claire are like, oh, man, you're such a nice girl. <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, she's oh. a, a she's an umbrella experiment. And apparently she's now a good guy. Okay. To which, yeah, I don't understand. Uh, she gives them the key and unlocks the entrance to the underground facility and and then they just go take an elevator down and it cuts back to the mansion to which uh, Brad Vickers has crashed a helicopter into the mansion 
so the helicopter's gone. Uh, Wesker has announced to Jill that, oh shit, um, I'm going to just leave you guys here. I don't care. I'm here for money. And Jill's just like, how dare you? They're your friend. Like in like the worst acting ever. They're your friends. They're your friends. He's just like, but money though. And it just fucks off. So then we cut to Chris. Um, I think he, I think he has an MP5K in this, uh, and so Chris uh, is basically using the flashlight of his MP5K to look around the mansion because he's left by himself because his partner died by a zombie attack. Uh, it's weird, like the zombies start attacking in the mansion, and Chris gets like literally ganged up by four zombies. And he's literally holding them off with his arms. Like, they can't get close to him. And then his friend... Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. I can't remember who they put in the fucking... His one, but they put... Uh, I think Richard or something like that. Uh, gets murked by free zombies. Easy. Like, no competition. Uh, so Chris is, like, literally walking around with this fucking MP5K and the flash, like, just shooting zombies and he runs out of and this it does the whole thing where uh the flashlight gets knocked away and he's only using the muzzle flash of his gun to see which is fucking stupid because that requires you to shoot first and hope that you're aiming correctly but he's like aiming correctly and shooting but only being guided by the light which doesn't work because that's not how guns work and then he runs out of ammo. So instead of finding the flashlight, he just lights up a cigarette, like a a Zippo lighter and holds it like a foot away from his face as if like that's meant to see shit. Now you get any form of like, turn on your flashlight on your phone and don't point it in the opposite direction, but point it in the direction near your face. That's essentially what you're doing. You're blinding yourself. You're not seeing shit. You put the light source right in front of your face. It means you could only see what that light source provides, plus being blinded by a fucking light source that big in your face. And then, like, a zombie approaches him, and he's got the lighter, and then the lighter goes out. He's like, oh, shit. And then the zombie, when the lighter goes out, no more zombie noises. Flicks back on the lighter, zombie noises, and zombies approaching. Lighter goes out again, zombie noises stop. It's kind of like fucking red light, green light, but with zombies. And then he turns it back on, and the zombie's gone. And it's like, ooh, ooh. And it's like, the entire time, I was like, why the fuck would you just ditch the flashlight for the lighter? <laughs> and the only thing that came to my head was, the only thing that came to my head was because the lighter is Chris's main item in his inventory for Code Veronica. I'm like, that's the only reason why I think they would do that. Well, I, I, I just don't understand. Um, and then, so we cut back to Leon and Claire. They're now in the underground facility and they start playing like a video reel of what seems to be scene for scene of 
the video reel in Code Veronica of the Ashford t- twins. Scene for scene. Like they tried to copy every aspect of the Ashford twins video in Code Veronica, but in this film. Except the only difference is like William Birkin has just superimposed himself into the footage. Like, like, so it's, so Josh, have you ever seen anything of the Ashford twins, uh, of them ripping off wings of a dragonfly? Don't think so. Well, there's a scene in Code Veronica where it's basically like, uh, uh, fucking, you've got Alexia and fuck, what's the other guy's name? I can't remember the other twin's name. Albert. So Albert and Alexia, is it? Hold up. I gotta fucking Google this because I, I swear it's Albert. No, I'm thinking Wesker. Uh, Ashford Twins, Resident Evil. Alexia and Alfred. Alfred. All right, so it's Alfred and Alexia. And literally in this scene, like they're ripping off wings of a dragonfly and then just dumping it into like a, uh, like a, like a like a, like a aquarium, but not with fish. It's just with ants, like an oh, ant aquarium. Okay. So they dump it in there. They dump the dragonfly body without the wings in there, and then they turn to each other, and they're like, fight. Their faces are like five centimeters away from each other. They're staring at each other deeply in the eyes, like the most incestuous shit ever. And then it just cuts to William Birkin in the background with like the biggest fucking grin ear to ear. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, they're going to fuck. Like, it just looks so out of place. You see the, the, the Ashford twins like ripping off wings of a dragonfly, watching ants like feast on the body they've just put. And then they look like they're about to kiss. And then there's just cuts to like William Birkin just smiling going, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. The f- twins gonna fuck. Like it just looks so fucking stupid. And the entire time Claire's watching this, she goes, they're experimenting on children. And I went, what? Yeah. Like what? What? How, how? How did you get that from this? How did you get Umbrella is experimenting on children from the Ashford twins tearing off wings of a dragonfly and looking about the looking at each other like they're about to kiss and make, make out. Like that is literally like Claire's response was they're experimenting on children. How dare that have been experiment? And I was one of the children they went to experiment on, but I got away. I'm like, how did you get? How did you get that from this? <laughs> I don't understand. So we then cut to William Birkin is in the underground facility, and he's found his G virus, and his wife and daughter are there, and they're like, William, the fuck's going on? And then Wesker comes out of nowhere. And he points a gun at William and he's like, yo, motherfucker, hand over the goods. And William's just like, who are you working for? And he's like, does it matter? And he's just like, I guess it doesn't. And then William Birkin turns around and tries to shoot Albert Wesker, who's 
obviously wearing a bulletproof vest by the looks of it. He shoots him in the chest. Shoots out, uh, out, out, uh, like, it, it shoots the bulletproof vest in the vest. And then Albert just fucking murks him because he's not we- William Bergen. He's not wearing a bulletproof vest. Just fucking kills him. And I'm like, wait, what? And it's just like, aha, I've done the whole, ha. I've, you may look like I've won. It may look like you won, but I've actually won because he's injected himself with the G virus. And fucking Wesker's just like, huh? Uh, it's not my fucking problem. And then the wife steps up to the plate, pulls out the gun, and just aims it at Wesker. And Wesker's just like, nah, shoots her dead in the head. Bitch is dead. Fucking Birkin, Annette Birkin is dead. Like, gets murked by Wesker. And then Sherry steps up to the plate with the heater, aims the gun at fucking Wesker, and Wesker's just like, oh, I guess I gotta have to fucking murk a kid. And then he gets shot, Wesker gets shot by Jill out of nowhere. And then Jill's just like, oh my god, Wesker, you big dummy, you daft motherfucker, why? And he's like, oh... FYI, I wasn't going to shoot the kid. Ugh, I'm fucking dead, and that's it. Like it's like, oh wait, it was like before I die, uh, Raccoon City is going to get leveled at six o'clock. Best get your fucking step on, uh, and dies. I'm like, what the, what the, okay. And then like because William Birkins injected himself with the G virus, he starts mutating. Now to the film's credit. This actually looks cool. William Birkin's first mutation looks fairly cool. But. There's always um, a but. But. So, uh, Josh, have you seen the original playthrough of Resident Evil 2? No. All right. But you've played the remake of Resident Evil 2, yeah? Uh, Yes. So, you know that. Um, once William Birkin injected himself, he has like a few minutes of consciousness before the mutation starts to take over, and then he's just sort of like a like a almost mindless monster, but he still has yep. his consciousness. The movie does something different. Uh, the movie goes, "No, nah, fucking William Birkin is fully alive and conscious, and he's talking mad shit at Chris, like." He's straight up going, oh, Chris, you fucking suck. Like, you're, the only reason you're a stars is because of me. You fuck Like, he's mutating and he's talking shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fucking bad. Like, he, the mutation looks pretty cool. Like, the eyes are starting to develop and they sort of pop like pus. But then, like, William Birkin is, like, fully alive, fully conscious and in control and that's just not what the G-Virus is. And he's just talking mad shit at Chris while Chris is trying to punch William Birkin. William Birkin grabs him with the eye, like grabs him with his arm and starts throwing him around to the point of where like, oh, I'm trying to remember like how they fucking killed him because that's right. They fucking uh, start shooting him. With, like Claire starts like loading like hot lev the shotgun, right? 
puts William Birkin down. And like William Birkin's on the ground. He's like, oh man, I'm not dead yet. You know, fucking you guys suck. Claire's about to put one more round into him. And Chris is like, no, no, it's, it's over. And then like William Birkin's like, you bitch. And he just shoots him in the head anyway. He's like, okay. And then they, they, they fucking. Okay. But and then apparently it's common knowledge at this point that Umbrella is nuking the city. Uh, so everyone knows that, oh shit, they're going to nuke the city at six o'clock. All right. Everyone's on the same level. Except for Jill, where she's like, oh no, the place is going to self-destruct in like in like an hour or like 20 minutes or some shit. No one said anything about self-destruct. In fact, this movie has the nerve not to put a self-destruct sequence in it. Like, you've seen all the Resident Evils were played. There's always a countdown at the end. Always. I can't remember when there wasn't a countdown. But the movie, they don't put a self-destruct sequence in and then Jill's just talking as if there was one. And I was like, no, they're, they're, they're nuking the city. So self-destruct sequence is going to take out the city. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Um, so they, they board the train and they're heading out of Raccoon City. And this is where we see William Birkin's second form. It looks like absolute shit. It looks fucking terrible. I don't know why they went with this form. It's like they kind of went with half tyrant, half eyes. It kind of looks like a bad Bloodborne boss. <laughs> Put it that way. They, they tried to make a Bloodborne boss and they fucked up at every step. And it's just, it just looks fucking terrible. I'm like, what the f- what the fuck is that? And then literally Leon just struts out of the front cabin with like a law rocket launcher, shoots William once. That's it. Done. That's it. Done. We're done. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Like William, William's dead. Like no fight, anything. He just shows up with a rocket launcher. Like William gets in, grabs Claire. Uh, Chris shoots. Like he's shooting randomly at William Hits an eye. William drops Claire, and then Leon walks in, rocks in with a fucking law rocket launcher, shoots it, and then William's dead. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, "Oh shit, we need to get out of here." And then you see like Raccoon City like crumble from underneath it, and then Leon, Claire, Jill, Chris, and Sherry walk out of the tunnel, and the movie ends. Like that was that's fucking it. horrible. This movie, like, I'm on, where is it? Let's pull up my fucking Facebook because I'm on, like, a Resident Evil veterans Facebook. I don't even know why. I, I joined it a long time ago, but uh, uh, RE Vet. It's basically uh, a Facebook group for Resident Evil people who, like, really, oh, where the fuck is it? If I go, if I go Resident Evil, fuck off. Resident Evil Veterans. Okay, so they changed it from RE Vet to Resident Evil Veterans. All right. And then, like, all these people, like, I've seen people, this movie has divided, like, the in, 
like it's not a big group, but it's where I go to most of my fucking stuff. Uh, discussion. I don't care about discussion. Uh, like uh, people are very divided on this thing. People is either it's either shit or they think it's the best thing ever. Like I've seen people like, oh my god, like it respects the source material. And this is where I go. The directors have gone for style over substance. They've focused so hard on trying to make this like references from the game. They forgot to make a good film. Right. And that's what upsets me is because it's like they're trying to please fans with references. And then the film suffers because of it. Right. Like the writing is terrible. The acting is fucking god awful. The effects are terrible. The story makes no fucking sense. I mean, like, neither does Resident Evil in the later games, but at least like the stories were fairly self like the stories were not overcomplicated. And this movie tries to jam two storylines into one. Yeah, they and it's, <laughs> and having those two storylines converge. So, uh, Resident Evil 1 happens like a month, I'm pretty sure a month before Resident Evil 2. And then Resident Evil 2 happens, and that's the nuking of Raccoon City. Whereas <laughs> this one is Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2 happen the day before the nuking. And they they parallel with each other in terms of timeline, and then they converge where Leon and Claire meet up with Jill and Chris. And I felt like like that was going to be the obvious fucking thing because having two separate storylines, it would just be way too fucking erratic for film goers. It's so unfocused. It's like... It's like, we need to get these scenes. It's like they went, what scenes do we need to rip from the game? And then they built a movie around those scenes. They didn't build a movie first. They built, they, they wrote a script based on the references and then tried to write a film around that. And they didn't do good at all. Like, I said, it was, I was hopeful. When they heard, when I heard they're rebooting the series, in fact, there was meant to be like the dude who who directed this. Uh, welcome to Raccoon City. This from the last time I heard is directed by Jo Joanne Roberts. Now, uh, original director was not Johan Rennett. Fucking. Where the fuck is it? There was a... Uh, the guy who did the... I'm trying to remember. The Conjuring series. Who also did a film. Um, uh, Malignant. James Wan, I think he is. What else did James Wan do? Yeah, James Wan was meant to be the original director behind the reboot. And then something happened where it's just like, you know what? Fuck this. And has left. Um, 
And then this guy came along and by looks like, I want as much references in this movie as possible. I want the fans to scream out and go, I know what that is. I've played Code Veronica. I know who the Ashford twins are. And when I saw the Ashford twins, I clapped. Like, it felt like that was what they were aiming for, was I know Itchy Tasty, and when I saw Itchy Tasty, I clapped. Like, that's what they went for. And then, like, they had to went, all right, now that we've done the Itchy Tasty scene, we need a reason to get over to the trucker crashing in front of the RPD scene. So let's just make up some bullshit. And it's like, we also need a reason for Lisa Trevor to be in the film for some reason. You could have literally dropped Lisa Trevor and nothing would be lost. In fact, there's a lot of things in this film you could have dropped and nothing of value would have been lost. And yet they put it all in and they put the plot line of two stories into one one and a half hour film. Like red flags already when I heard that. I'm like, no, just focus on one and focus on the story of that one. Like, but the movie is just like, by the way, see this Resident Evil reference? Like, I needed to be reminded I was was watching a Resident Evil film. And that's what annoyed the shit out of me. It's like, it felt like the director's going, did you know you're watching a Resident Evil film? Did you know that this was in the game? Like, of course, are you a fucking... Oh, like, oh my God, just fucking, the movie is just bad and the pacing is terrible and the last half of the film was boring and that's the worst part. It was like, it's not like good or bad, it's boring. Where I basically, I jump back into the Discord chat, I'm like, I need a break from this film. Like, it is taking so much energy to watch this film because I'm trying to pay attention and it's just boring the shit out of me. And it's frustrating because I I, I got the feeling like this film is not going to gross well because reviews are coming out and it's like, yeah, it's like either a five or a four and people are going to be like, ah, I guess, you know, Resident Evil is not meant to be a movie. It's like, no, it can definitely be a movie. Just don't be shit. One, make a movie about one of the games, not two at the same time. Yeah, just do something like that. It's like make a movie about, like... Well, fucking not step three. Or point number two, don't make a movie about any of the games, but a unique spin-off using the characters in the universe. That's a bit like, and we discussed this, I'm pretty sure during uh, one of our Halo playthroughs, but like you don't need to copy the source material to create, like if you're trying to make a video game movie, you don't need to copy the homework. You just need to be in the ballpark of the homework and create your own stories. Like, yeah, sure. I like Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 is one of my favorite games. But if I want to experience the story, I'd just go play the fucking games. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. give me something new. Give me something new within this universe. 
a new story, which I don't know, which something that, you know, but then we get the whole issue of people be like, oh, but it's strayed too different from things. Like, yeah, even this movie strayed too different, but it tried so hard to be close. Like, it tried so hard to be what the video games were that when it went off from what the video games were, it was like super distracting. It was like, oh, by the way, Chris kind of hates Claire's guts. I'm like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, but we're very close to the game, but Chris doesn't like Claire. Uh, fucking Wesker doesn't actually work for Umbrella. He's just in it for the money and shit like that. I'm like, when you try to be different yet close at the same time, you can't be both. You can take artistic liberties into something, but be consistent. Instead, we're given like, like the same story we've seen over and over again, and this is the one. This is the one thing that I I don't understand why people are doing this with like video game adaptations, where it's like it's got to be just like the game, has to be just like the game, has to be just like the story. It's like no, it doesn't. It just we love the stories being told in this universe. Doesn't mean we love the sto- We need to be told the same stories over and over again. I just want something new. Give me something new. New characters, but in the same universe. And this is going to sound fucked, but I'm kind of holding out hope for the Netflix Resident Evil thing they got coming over soon. Wait, there's another Netflix Resident Evil thing coming soon? There is a Netflix Resident Evil thing called... Uh, I can't remember what it's Cowboy called. Cowboy Bebop. No. No, no. Um, it's meant to be following the daughters of Albert Wesker. Uh, Resident more she Weskers live action. She Wesker. Fucking Wesker's not an enemy type, Barry. Calm down. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Introducing the new enemy type, Wesker. At this point, the Why, Wesker is soon going to be the Resident Evil version what? of Saberface. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Wesker is black in the new Resident Evil thing. When the Wesker kids move to New Raccoon, oh my god, New Raccoon City, As the Secret State cover might City. be the end of everything. Resident Evil, a live action series uh, based on Capcom's legend. See, Resident Evil episode episode one hundred and one is called "Welcome to Raccoons." Welcome to New Raccoon City. Oh, it's a one-hour episode to be held by Andrew Dabb, director of Supernatural, Browning Hughes, director of The Walking Dead, and Journey is the Destination, and will direct the first two episodes. Okay. Okay, but my uh, question is: Do they know what happened to Terra Grigia? No, they, they <laughs> fucking no. Terrorization is too niche, but it's weird because I remember seeing something come out about it, saying like, "Hey, the zombies in this new series aren't like the flesh-eating zombies in the actual series." Like, oh, see if I can find what the thing. Um, what is it? Uh, Rhett. Resident Evil, welcome to New Raccoon City Zombies. No, I don't care. <laughs> the Verge says Resident Evil, welcome to New Raccoon City is a feature-length fan film. 
but worse. Uh, if we go Resident Evil Netflix zombies. Well, like live action Netflix zombies. Because I've never seen something about it uh, in which not Infinite Darkness. I don't care for Infinite Darkness, but and they weren't something like, oh, the zombies are actually flesh-eating zombies. I don't care for... Mm. It's just basically giving infinite darkness, and I, I specifically wrote live action. <laughs> uh, if I go new raccoon city... Zombies. Maybe. Maybe. Nah, I can't seem to find it. I think everyone's just like a joyless. F- oh no. Oh no. Who's that? Seen it. Faithful movie take on the games. Oh no. Oh no. But yeah, movie's fucking bad. Like, top to bottom. Don't watch it. Like, don't, don't pay to watch it. Like, that's what I can say is don't pay to watch it. It's fucking bad. Um, and I'm kind of holding out hope that this fucking Netflix series might have something to offer. But I wasn't looking too confident because of the fact that it's not doing flesh-eating zombies or some shit like that. i got to find it again. Because they said it's like, oh, they call, they gave him like a zombie nickname, like, gr- like they gave him a nickname, like you see, like The Walking Dead call him Walkers, and then like the other games call him Zeds and shit like that. They gave him a nickname. It's like, no, nah, they're kind of like the like drones, like mindless drones, rather than zombies or some shit like that. I don't understand, but yeah, if I find further, I'll fucking. I'll be sure to let you guys know. Uh, but yeah, that's been my week. Uh, as I said, I, I wrote like 1,500 document, uh, word document on the notes I took because that film was so fucking bad. I had to take notes. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Something something needs to change. So yeah. Uh, uh, how about, how about, how about that news, guys? Ah, yes, all of the news. I think we can smash through the news thing pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, there's Um, not a whole lot. (laughs) Arcane Season 2 is in production. All right, so I don't like that. And not because, like, like it's it's more like Arcane's great. I do like Arcane a lot. Um, Artistically, fantastic, phenomenal. Story-wise, bit all over the place. It was not all over the place. It's fine. It's they're, they're following a bit too many stories to keep consistent track of. Like, yeah, but fucking, they also have like nine hours of doing it. Yeah, but fucking where did that Echo and Heimerdinger thing go? It was like a whole five minutes. That's into, season into, two shit. Yeah, that's that, that stuff that's we the- expanded on in season two. But like, I wish there was a bit more focus on the stories rather than just hmm. it, we're following has- Jinx, Vi, Jace, Caitlin, fucking. Everyone all at the same time. So you mm. Slow down a bit. 
And the thing is, like, I like the story of Jinx and Vi. I really do. Um, I felt like Arcane told what they needed to tell in that first season pretty well. Yeah, like um, I, I was gonna, I was about to say, like I feel as much as I can understand that, um, like they kind of followed too many things. A lot of those things would like could logically be ha- uh, logically happening at the same time. So they kind of, if they don't include like cover them during this season, they'd have to do flat. They might have to do like flashbacks and stuff because like the whole hextech thing ties into. The like w- ends up tying into the war with the Undercity, I guess. Yeah. Um, but as I was saying, with like his story, his story's fine. What I and I really liked the ending. The ending was great. And then I heard they announced production of season two, and I went, "All right, as long as it doesn't continue the Jinx fire thing, I'll be fine." Because I think they told what they need to tell. They did it well. And they left it on an ending which the interpretation of how that went down can be told separately through like other accounts. I I would have wanted it to be like sort of like an like a what an anthology series here to be like, all right, season two is now following these characters. Um, let's say it's now following Warwick and Sion and like, I was thinking the other day I would love Sion? It wouldn't be I Sion would love, Sion's Noxus Do you mean Singed? I would, no, Sion No, Sion's no, Noxus No, no, I'm, I'm saying like I would like them to tell different stories of different characters like oh, the okay. other thing, not just Piltover characters yeah like I was thinking the other day is like wouldn't it be I would Karzix is my favourite character but you can't just make a fucking nine part series about Karzix and Rengar so what if they did a story where Karzix like it's from like people's perspective of like characters perspective of who else from wherever Karzix and Rengar are from um, like Karzix and Rengar are eternally fighting each other, hunting each other down. What if we got a story from the perspective of those around them and like the issues that those two hunting each other have caused for like everyone else? Mm. Like side okay. story, like a side account of the Karzix and Rengar fight. So they're obviously the focus but the yeah. story isn't following them. It's following people around them and Kazig's hunting Rengar and Rengar hunting Kazig's uh, like has caused like the repercussions of their hunt uh, has affected like, I don't know, let's say, let's say it's in, um, what's the place you said before? Noxian? Yeah, Noxus. Yeah, let's say it's located there, mm-hmm. and we're following. Uh, well, who's a Noxus character? Darius. Darius. Yeah, Raven. we're following like Darius and some other like Noxus characters having to deal with the aftermath and like repercussions of Rengar hunting Kazix. And, like, they can't do shit about it. Uh, it could also just be Karzix running through an area, like, eating as many people as he can to try and evolve. Mm. And it just, they, they hire Rengar that's, that's to part, sort of hunt him the, down. And that's that's a part of, like, the stories they could tell. Like, that would be fucking amazing to see. Like, imagine, like, 
you being like, you know, you're in a town and the alien and predator are fighting it out. And it's like story from the perspective of the townspeople having to deal with these two juggernauts fighting it out. Like, because following them, following like Rengar Kazigs, can only have like one sort of story beat of just like, oh, Rengar has to kill Kazigs because Rengar is the ultimate hunter and Kazigs wants to kill Rengar because he wants to evolve to be the ultimate hunter. Like that's that's why the, that fight exists is because they are the ultimate hunters, but one needs to beat the other. Mm. Now I want to hear like the law implications of this everlasting sort of hunt from a perspective of the outsider. Like that would be fucking great. And you can make an easy part about that. It was like, we need to either kill one of them or stop them both. And like having to sort that out. But it's like, no, it's back to Arcane's back to Jinx and Vi and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, great. Like one thing I actually found out recently that could have actually kind of like like focused the story in other characters, but also kind of brought it, like brought some of the things of season one back in like later on in the season and show what happened is I actually found out that a bit about Jin, uh, Jin's backstory. Mm. And one of the things is um, th- like part of the story is that Jin was like a, a serial killer kind of thing. Yeah. And at one point, I think it was Shen and Zed have to travel to Piltover to track him down. Really? Yeah, because if you like in one of the um, stories, I think it's like warrior. It's like warrior or one of the like music video stories. Um, it mm-hmm. actually does show Jin in like this kind of theater playing a piano and he gets tracked down and and, and ends up showing a bit of a start of a fight with. Um, what's her name? The lady with blade legs. Uh, I know who you're Camille. talking about. Camille, yeah. Yeah, that takes place in Piltover because Camille is from Piltover. She's like a cyborg from there using Hextech, I believe. Or maybe she's straight up just a construct, but yeah. So yeah, like the fact that it's following... The, uh, following the Jinx storyline again, like I felt like they've told everything they need to, mm. uh, but apparently no, no, that's not fun. So um, I mean, <laughs> I'll definitely watch it. I'll definitely watch it because yeah. it looks, it fucking looks amazing, and the story was decent, serviceable, decent parts, but uh, yeah, I just wanted other stories but hey it, it is what it is um <clears throat> what else is there uh we'll do these two like one joystick can be done with the ducks but uh according to a report from the washington post uh, wall street journal uh good old bobby knickknack paddywhack uh, give your employees a death threat, said he will consider leaving Activision uh, if he can't fix Activision's problems. Uh, 
Has is anyone going to tell him he is the problem? <laughs> no, he'll figure it out eventually when he leaves. So basically, after Bobby Kotick's subpoena, uh, a lot of information came out that he did not like getting out um, of like uh, one where he threatened to have a uh, co-worker killed. And all he says is going to kill you. Um, <clears throat> essentially, and also like a basically spending a multi-million dollar lawsuit against a, hara- like a, a harassment suit or some shit like that. Um, but basically said they're implying like they're moving forward with a zero tolerance policy for inappropriate behavior and zero means zero. Any reprehensible conduct is simply unacceptable. Unless it's Bobby Kotick. So he's apparently exempt from these uh, zero policy uh, harassment uh, rules that are coming in, which I think is fucking stupid. Uh, but him going, how do, I, how do I put it? There's a certain level of malicious... Uh, what can I put? It's like you know you have caused an issue, and you're like, I'm going to be the solution to the issue I have caused, but not take responsibility for the issues that I have caused. But I'm going to fix them. I'm going to fix them. I'm going to fix these issues that I definitely didn't cause, but I did. So, like the United Nations. It's kind of like the same thing where he came out saying, I want to take, I'm recommending to the board that, you know, they cut my wages down to California's minimum wage they give out. I'm like, it's literally him going, oh, look, I'm trying to do nice things, but no way in hell the board are going to go, yeah, we're going to cut you down to $64,000 a year. Like it's him going, oh, but I tried because I'm such a nice dude. And like, no, you're you're fucking scum. Uh, just fuck off already. It came to the point where Xbox, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo have all came out saying, um, we're reconsidering our partnership with Activision Blizzard. Oh. And coming from like a company head like that, I feel means nothing. Them going, man, we really are considering our relationship with Activision Blizzard means nothing until something's actually done. Yeah. If you really want if you really want like fucking movers and shakers to happen and you really think Bobby Kotick is the issue, you'd be like, We're cutting ties until X, Y, and Z are evolved. Like not even like we're cutting ties. It's like we believe that Bobby Kotick's onto something and we believe, and we're going to cease all uh, business deals with Activision Blizzard until Bobby Kotick fixes the issues, and then watch the investors throw Bobby Kotick out the fucking window. But um, Bobby Kotick, if Bobby Kotick gets fired or like just leaves, like. His severance pay would be enough for him to live off that for the rest of his life. Like, 
the worst case scenario is Bobby Kotick becomes is still like a multi millionaire, but is not working for Blizzard anymore because severance. Severance is a thing. So if he was to say I'm leaving, he gets severance package, and then he can just live off that for the rest of his life comfortably. Like he has like a high percentage stake in the company, I believe. Well, not high percent, but it has like a a decent percent stake. And for him to leave with that stake in his bank account, dude, like that's that's like easily comfortable living. Probably have to get rid of a mansion or two, but still, <laughs> like the only way I see this being bad for Bobby Kotick is press. Like, if he gets fired, he's fine. If he stays on, he's fine. Like, it's just a negative press. Like, the fact that women that wanted to date him were like, oh, what's this with you with the devil horns? People drawing devil horns on you. You hear about that? No. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, Bobby people Kodic kept on photoshopping complaining. Bobby Hoddick with devil horns and, he's, and he started complaining because it makes it difficult for him to date women. Yeah, oh. because they would Google who he was and it's like, the fuck? What's with this devil horns? <laughs> like, why are people you, Why are people saying you're the devil? He's like, well... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, it's... I feel like there's a whole bunch of ifs and ahs happening and not enough affirmative action. Like, the only affirmative action I've kind of seen was... And this is not even affirmative action. Like... People were signing a petition to do a full I'm going to quit the company if Bobby Kotick stays sort of situation. Whether or not that takes hold is a different scenario altogether. But like all in all, like until something, until someone moves the needle, nothing's going to really happen. That's how I feel it's going to happen. It's just going to go back to this whole inquiry and then like the courts will probably find Blizzard Activision and like if it sits at a fine then I don't think much is going to happen until there's actually like movement within the company or even the industry of like either one of those big heads of Sony, Xbox or Nintendo going all right we're going to cease working with Activision Blizzard. Mind you they came out with this like week weeks after Vanguard's launch, so it's just like I I feel like it's just per- like they timed that they timed this like statement of like oh we're gonna seriously reconsider our partnership with Activision like after they made as much money as they could off of Activision's latest release. And it's like, and the money's drying up and fuck Bobby Kotick. So, uh, yeah. Let's see if that actually does anything in the next couple of weeks. I don't think it will. But a lot of people are saying a lot of stuff. Not a lot of stuff is actually happening. All right. Uh, next, uh, the Golden Joystick Awards happened. Uh, mind you, we will be doing... Uh, Ozplay's totally official no but for real this time uh, award ceremony for our own nominations and stuff like that. Ah, yes. Uh, Bronze joystick. Yep. 
The uh, no, no, Joyce League, the Game Awards, <laughs> yeah. which happened December 9th. The Ozplays Game slept. Awards, the only Game Awards that matter. Yeah, the only Game Awards that matter because we, they're not We have biased. some rules, yeah. yeah <laughs> Unbiased and we have rules. Yes. Uh, but, and we're probably going to do, I probably might do a stream of us with the uh, Game Awards and might upload that to our YouTube. Yeah. See how that goes. Because apparently the Game Awards actually like, hey, do you want to stream our shit? Sign up here. And I signed up there. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. Officially partnered with the Game Awards. Oz so I don't, uh, mm, I don't, don't say officially. It's unofficially. I, ju- I, just, officially. I just signed up some shit. That was it. <laughs> I'm well, on a if, mailing if list. Oh, you're on the mailing list. Okay. I'm on a mailing list. I've got the deets. Um, on, I'm on the inside on the inside man if you want to know anything you want to know what fucking Jeff Keighley's balls smell like a fucking Oz plays I, hosts I, I, I the, game, the game awards 2022 yeah fucking would draw like a whole like two two people while there's like 10 million other fucking streamers doing it yeah uh, <laughs> actually let's have a look uh, the game Awards Well, we may surprise everyone by announcing a totally new category called the shittest mistake ever made. It's like the nominees for this one are The Last of Us 2. The Last of Us 2. They can't. They can't. It's already and been done. The Last done. of Us 2. Uh, where is it? 11 mobile days. Game, mobile game of the year. <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to the Golden Joystick Awards. I'm just, I'm reading through the list now, and uh, some of these I agree with, other ones, uh, other ones I don't. Of the Game Awards or the Joystick? Joystick, um, joystick. Is what I was about, Golden I Joystick Awards. So it's 12:30 p.m. during the day. Oh, definitely be Can't awake s- for that one. Yeah, I've probably. Uh, like I've got work in the afternoon, most likely, depending on what day it is. So it's December. So it says eleven days. What's eleven days? Is that seven? Eight, nine, ten. It's Wednesday. Oh no. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yes, Golden Joystick Awards happened, and uh, a few things happened. Uh, a lot of like things in here that I didn't think would be a thing and a lot of fucking like I want to see the categories I want to see here we go the the original joystick things so uh, for best storytelling we have Life is Strange True Colors Psychonauts 2 Wildermyth 12 Minutes uh, Chikori A Colorful Tale and Tales Arise um, I'm not surprised Life is Strange won that because there are not some strong contenders in there Tales yeah. of Arise would be the only contender, but even then, that's pretty like cookie cutter. I, 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 don't I know said about it, a uh, about a thirty hour intro. Yeah, what, I know it was a thirty hour uh, tutorial. Sorry, the best multiplayer game had Deathloop, It Takes Two, Chivalry Two, Back for Blood, Valheim, and Nakara Blade Point. Uh, it Takes Two One, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Uh, visual design: Ratchet and Clank, uh, Psychonauts Two. Artful Escape, Little Nightmares, Hitman Free, and Genesis Dewar. Uh Ratchet and Clank one, which makes sense. It is. Yep. A it's very- a bit odd that those two articles on the same website are in different, like have the things in different orders. But okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, best indie game: Death's Door, Chicory, 
Colorful Tale, Odd World, uh, Wilder Myth, Bonfire Peaks, and Sable. Uh, who won the indie? Death Store one. Yep. Uh, Studio of the Year, IO Interactive, Arcane, House Mar- Marquee, uh, Double Fine, Capcom, and Dracknick and Friends. And Capcom won that one. Of uh, course they did. Well, they did. They're fucking doing absolute great. Like, they're, fucking, they're, just, they're just hitting like, home runs it, after home runs. Like the latest releases, you had fucking like Resident Evil 7, Monster Hunter World, Resident Evil 8, and like Rise, and then the Resident Evil remakes. Like, dude, they're fucking doing well. Uh, best game expansion, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy 7, Episode Intermission. The Outer Worlds, Murder of Arena, Sims 4, Super Mario, and Doom Eternal. Who won Best Expansion? Tsushima. Tsushima. Island won. Okay. Uh, Mobile Game, Clap Hands Golf, uh, Fantasian, Overboard, Alba, The Wildlife Adventure, Cozy Grove, and League of Legends Wild Rift. Wild Rift probably won. I haven't haven't even heard of any of the other ones, but I don't play mobile games that much. Yeah, neither have I. I literally booted up Everything surrounding that one there just makes no fucking sense. I'm I'm kind of intimidated to get back into Magic the Gathering because the new deck is out and I haven't got any cards from the new deck. And I'm like, how the fuck am I meant to compete with the new deck if all my old cards are like not new? Well, you see, you're not. Or or, you fork out 160 bucks. Well, no, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot after this podcast. We'll fucking give it a whirl, see what happens, see if I still got it. Uh, best audio, we've got Returnal, Jet, Far Shore, Sable, Little Nightmares 2, Little Nightmares 2, Resident Evil Village, and The Artful Escape. And the two of those uh, I've heard for in Resident Evil Village 1, I'm pretty sure it's the other one said. Oh, uh, where is it? Best audio performer. in Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Uh, best performer, Jason Kelly uh, from Deathloop. Uh, Erica Mori, Alex Chan from True Colors, Maggie Roberts, Lady Dimitrescu. Uh, Ozio Arklamna, Julian Blake from Deathloop, so two from Jennifer Deathloop, Hale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they usually are. Most and uh, Game Wars, they had both Deathloop characters as well. Uh. Jennifer Hale in River and Ratchet and Clank, and Elijah Wood in Gristol, Nick of the Post Guy, Psychonauts 2, and uh, uh, Maggie, Maggie Robertson, Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu one. Yeah, yeah, uh. Best game community, we have Final Fantasy XIV, No Man's Sky, Dreams, Monster Hunter Rise, Destiny 2, and Magic the Gathering Arena. Pretty Final sure. Final Fantasy XIV won, I yeah. believe it said. Of course, Final Fantasy XIV won. Uh, PC game of the year, we've got Wildermyth, Chivalry 2, Oddworld, Hitman 3, Pathfinder, and The Forgotten City. Uh, I, I feel should... like Hitman 3 won that. It did. I feel like that's like the only like triple a studio in that fucking list yeah, i assume pathfinder is referring to wrath of the righteous probably which i'm not too surprised it didn't win to be honest because although i've enjoyed it from what i've played i haven't finished it because it's it can be buggy and especially at the later parts of the game yeah and we got playstation game of the year we got returnal Deathloop, ratchet and clank village death stranding and kenya to win yeah uh, Nintendo Game of the Year, Pokemon Snap, Neo, The World Ends of You, Monsanto Rise, Bravely Default 2, WarioWare, and Metroid Dread. Uh, Metroid Dread won that, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Xbox Game of the Year, we got Lost Judgment. Wait, what? Huh? Lost Judgment came out on the Xbox? 
<laughs> it did. It came out on everything except PC because it's never coming out on PC due to some bullshit. It, it didn't come out on the only thing that matters. Wait. I was just uh, reading ahead of the next one. I'll wait until you finish doing going for the Xbox, but... <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about, the MVME. Wait, what? Uh, are you thinking about the MV, the WD Black SN850 MVME SSD? Oh, well, more about the fact that for best gaming hardware, the thing that won isn't even actually like listed as a proper option. I thought it was a PS5. Yeah, PlayStation 5. Does best it? Best gaming hardware, PlayStation 5. Wait, best, where's Best Gaming Hardware on this? Oh, PlayStation 5. Okay, I must have read wrong then. Yeah. So we'll go with that Never one. Best me. Gaming Hardware, PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, NVIDIA GTX, the NVIDIA RTX 3080, the Nintendo Switch OLED, or the WD underscore black SN850 NVMe uh, SSD. Okay. okay, I see where I got <laughs> confused because later on in the Golden Joystick winners are list it has best gaming hardware of all time as something else yes which is the pc yeah uh so xbox game of the year lost judgment the ascent psychonauts 2 microsoft flight simulator artful escape in 12 minutes xbox one psychonauts 2 yeah that's not a fucking high bar um still playing award we have apex we have call of duty warzone 14 final Fantasy 14 destiny 2 gta line genshin impact fortnite Rainbow Six Siege, Rocket League, and CSGO. Still playing Final Fantasy 14-1. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, if Final Fantasy 14 is in the category, it's going to win. The yeah. most wanted game, we've got God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Halo Infinite, Marvel's Midnight Sun. <laughs> Shit. Uh, GTA 5 and... <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, GTA 5 Enhanced Editions on the list? Because people are apparently fucking frothing at the mouth like a mutt dog for. Skate for Elder Ring, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Skywalker, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, Pokemon Legends, Starfield, and Gotham Knights. Most wanted game goes to Elden Ring. <sighs> yeah. What's that? There was a FromSoft game on the list? Oh, well. Uh, ultimate not- game of the year Deathloop, Psychonauts 2. Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank, Wilder Myth, Hitman Free, The Forgotten City, It Takes Two, Metroid Dead, Metroid Dread, and Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, to which Resident Evil Village won. Yeah. Fucking great. Uh, 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 this article hasn't got all the nominations because there are other things coming here, but then we have. Uh, what do we miss out on? <clears throat> the no, best gaming you? hardware of all time wasn't on the like list of categories and what was um, on it. Breakthrough Award uh, was House Marquee, correctly chosen. Uh, what else is there? The Critics' Choice Award was Deathloop. The best gaming hardware of all time is the PC. And the ultimate game and- of all time. And the ultimate game of all time, the one thing Alex still needs to play, Dark Souls. <laughs> I can see why, because it has plenty of replayability, constant challenge, as well as a great story. 
ultimate I, game I of all time. I fail to see how they call Dark Souls the ultimate game of all time when the bed of chaos is still in the game. Dude, you don't even know half of it. There's a whole area of that game which is completely unfinished. And that <laughs> is that entire Lost Isolith area with the bed of chaos. Yeah. The entire like, area. We're going to see that and you're going to go, what the fuck is this? And I'm just going to go, yep, that's what happens when you run out of money. <laughs> Ultimate game of all time. Parts of it are still unfinished. R- a real telling state of the game hey, industry. Hey, if people can give Metal Gear Solid Five a perfect 10 out of 10 for a game that wasn't even finished, then... Dark Souls can get ultimate game of the year. Hey, I never gave Metal Gear Solid 5 a fucking 10 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10. What are you talking about? It's a great game. Oh, it's fantastic, but it's not finished. It just, su- it just sucks that it's not finished. Yeah, it's just but not that's, finished. That's a mixture of fucking Kojima going, give me more money. I want to make more shit out of this game. And Konami going, no, we need to sell it now. There is no more money, genius Kojumbo. <laughs> Now Although go there work is, in the other there fucking is always more money. It's just they didn't want to sink it into Ko- Kojima because they didn't think they were they were losing confidence in him. Of course, and then he comes out with fucking Death Stranding. Yeah, I know, but uh, they, yeah, they really Resident didn't Evil- help by getting Kojumbo to work in a completely separate building from the rest of the team. I don't know who they were quarantining from there. Were they were quarantining the team from him? His or him ideas from the team? are contagious. But yeah, um, yeah, good to see Resident Evil Village winning like a three, four, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen winning a whole bunch, and Dark Souls winning Ultimate Game of All Time. I'm honestly is- wonder wondering if uh, Final Fantasy Endwalker could have taken the best game expansion if it was out. <laughs> I think like best game expansion. I'm pretty sure that is left to single player. Dark Souls, uh, the ultimate game of all time. Work. It's an 8.9. Uh, single player, single player, single player, single player, single player. Yep, all single players. Okay. Kurosushima, Final Fantasy VII, Outer Worlds, Sims 4. I still need to get Outer Worlds. I am going to buy that in a second. <laughs> because How? From, from people I trust dearly are like, this is the best game. How can they put Dark Souls as the ultimate game of the year when it has a lower score than Corey in the house? What world are we living in? Dude, maybe we should do a an LP of Corey in a house. We should. <laughs> Is there any of you to stream a Nintendo DS? Yeah, yeah we'll just stream a Nintendo DS from inside the computer. Sounds like a plan. What kind of discount is... What the fuck am I looking at? Steam store. Outer Wilds Archaeological Edition. Outer Wilds for $21. Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye for $17. Price of individual products, $38. Bundle discount, 5%. Your cost thirty six dollars. Here's what you save buying this bundle: one dollar ninety four. A dollar ninety four. That's a fucking saving. They ain't that's, wrong. Uh, that's a Seven Eleven coffee right there. 
What? Is that how much a 7-Eleven coffee actually costs? I think, yeah, I think so. I'd fucking drink coffee more often, man. Paying like $4 for a can of energy drinks when I was drinking them regularly, dude. $2 that's, for that's coffee. That's four cups of coffee. That's, that's, that's the price you pay for convenience. And is that it? I would say, quick mention, Resident Evil 4 VR is getting Mercenaries mode, which I'm super happy about because Mercenaries uh, is a fun, replayable thing and Resident Evil 4 VR is fucking great. Um, And it says it's coming next year, to which next year is almost here, but next year is a year long. So anytime, I'm guessing, within that year. yeah, other than that, that's about it for us. Uh, the fucking anger tirade of the Resident Evil film kind of went on longer than I expected, but I had to get it off my chest. I had to get it off my chest. That film was fucking terrible. Can't wait to see it in cinemas. All right, we'll catch you guys later. All right, catch you guys. <laughs>